Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recorded live. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Awakening Universal Minds. My name is Brother Beniti, a.k.a. Brother Michael. Uh, I'd like to welcome everybody to the show as people start coming in. Um, again, for our newer listeners, what we like to do every week, if you are a brand-new listener to the show, first time tuning in, uh, if you heard about the show from somebody else or stumbled across it, I uh, just want to make it crystal clear what type of show you have tuned into if you are a first-time or a fairly new listener. This is a left-hand path, origin of ancient Egypt show. Uh, we deal with left-hand path, uh, adept of the black arts level of information, alchemy, meta- metaphysics, uh, the occult, which just means hidden. Um, but we deal with all the various different origins of the left-hand path and the various different spiritual systems uh, that are connected to it. Um, again, it is not a religious show. So we'll make that crystal clear if you are tuning in. And you are religious, you pretty much fucked. I hate to say that, uh, but that's the reality. Uh, you basically need to go to a show where you can spread all that garbage. Or like mine, like kind. We'd like to address that from the get-go uh, so people tuning in for the first time are aware and conscious of what they are listening to. So very important you are clear on that. Um, We do not subscribe to one particular ideology. We do not uplift one particular individual, teacher, master, guru. Um, We don't, uh, you know, subscribe or try to uh, promote any particular organization or group. Um, This is a path of self-mastery. Uh, the only individual you should be following and the only di- individual that should be ruling is you. And unfortunately, as simple as that sounds, it's a little more complicated for people to grasp as they travel on this path. That's just the reality of it. So there's no, you know, buddy holding your hand doing it for you. There's no guideline. There's no roadmap. There's no books that you can find all the answers to. The answers reside within you, and it's your responsibility and your job to search and seek those answers and get solutions and results based on the effort and energy that you put into it. Very important that that is clear and understood. That's what a path of self-mastery is about. So we want to make sure people are crystal clear um, on that. Um, You also on this path take full responsibility for your successes, and you also take full responsibility for your failures. You do not blame anything on any external force for your shortcomings. You do not blame anything or anybody. You also do not try to access any external forces on this path that are just fictitious faith belief systems that were created by men that are not a reality. Uh, Nothing we want to clear up because we get this question frequently from newer listeners. Uh, The concept of deity on left-hand path. We refer to them as archetypes. They represent certain levels of consciousness that resonate within you. So for an example, if you 
Take the deity Tehuti, someone on the left-hand path would focus on increasing their intelligence and intellect, because Tehuti was the scribe, the recorder that deals with intellect. So the various different symbols and levels of consciousness that are associated with the deities are the archetypes that they represent. That's how one is to look at deity, not as some spooky-ass god that sits somewhere in the sky on some fucking throne that you look up in the air and raise your hands and pray to. That is not what deity is. That is not what an archetype is on the left-hand path. That, too, is hard for newer people to grasp and understand because they can't phantom the reality that there's not something outside of themselves that is controlling the very causes and strings of their life. Um, so just a couple of basic uh, explanations of what this show is about, what this path is about. Now, having said that, I'll introduce myself, and then I'll bring my good brother, Ravana Noonan, to introduce himself. Uh, we also, again, for newer listeners, we are speaking from an experience perspective, not because we read a bunch of fucking books, or we went to a couple of lectures, or we, or we watched a few videos on YouTube, and now we think we're gurus and scholars, and we know everything. That's not how we operate. Everything we speak about comes from an experience perspective. Uh, we have traveled many different paths on the road to where we're at now, many different mystical orders, fraternal organizations, such as the Masonic Lodge, the Martinist Order, the Rosicrucian Order, or the Templar Orientis, which will be significant in tonight's topic, uh, various different Masonic orders, the Shriners, uh, you name it. We have pretty much traveled it and are currently still active in some of those orders. Again, we say that because it is not mandatory to become a Mason, a Rosicrucian, or a member of OTO. But if you do want the experience of it so you can actually know what the fuck you're talking about instead of watching conspiracy theory videos on YouTube and saying dumbass shit like Jay-Z is part of the Illuminati, and Donald Trump is a high-ranking Mason, that's a bunch of conscious cone bullshit. People that are ignorant to the reality of what those mystical orders are about and what they represent usually have never set foot in the lodge, never been initiated, and have not one level of experience in any of those schools of thought, mystical systems, or fraternal orders. Very important people understand that. So we're not interested in your conspiracy theories here. If you say something, you need to back that shit up. Most people will say shit like, Jay-Z and Beyonce and Illuminati because, again, they saw it on YouTube, but they have no concrete evidence to back it up. Trust me, Jay-Z and Beyonce are not in the fucking Illuminati. Trust me when I tell you that shit. Um, so it's important you understand this. This is a reality-based path, number one. Stay grounded in fucking reality. Don't go to Spookville and you'll be okay. Uh, and things will work out for you. Um, so that's a little bit of background of myself, what I'm connected to, my brother Ravonu and Simla, so I'm going to bring him in. So he can give you a little history on his background for our newer listeners, not our not our regular listeners. Go ahead, brother. All right, everybody. Uh, Ravana Noon, greetings. Uh, as Brother Beniti was sharing, on the left-hand path, this path is also a path being content with who and what you are and going deeply within yourself to bring forth more of what you already are for everything that you've ever wanted to be Everything you ever thought to be is already within you. You just have to access it. You just have to work with it. And you have to bring it out. Saying that, that means that you're going to bring things to the surface that you love about yourself and shit that you don't know about yourself or you don't like about yourself or you just can't stand about yourself. That's all encompassing you. It comes a point in time where you have to learn to embrace. You have to learn to love. You have to learn to live all of those things that you are. You um, 
have been taught, not just people on the show, but overall all of us have been taught since childhood, that we should run from our problems. We should call on God for our problems. We should call on Allah, Yahweh, Jehovah, um, that we should pray to solve our problems, that we should go to a Buddhist temple, run from society, and stay in a monastery and do mantras or chant our life away every day, running away from our own problems and thinking that that's going to solve those things. We're taught to do some mystical, spooky forms of meditation that is about running from our problems, sitting there and blanking out all our thoughts because those thoughts are not real. Those thoughts are just as real as everything you're experiencing presently in your life. So there's no running from yourself. I don't care what you try to do. It's always there. It's always going to be there unless you deal with it. And this path, this path is also a path, as I stated earlier, to be proud of who and what you are. That means whatever nationality, that means whatever ethnic group, that means whatever race you are, that's what you're proud of. It's not about putting the next race down. It's not about uplifting one, hurting the other, none of that. It's about being proud of who and what you are, standing on your own two feet, governing your own life, taking control of every aspect of your life, not making excuses for your failures, not making excuses for your success. It all is riding on your uh, powers that be within yourself to accomplish or fail, and such we you take full responsibility for that. Being that that's the case, if you want experiences in your life, if you want uh, whatever experiences, whether it's dealing with secret societies, whether it's dealing with conscious uh, knowledge or information, you have to take it upon yourself to go deeply within to obtain that knowledge. You cannot always rely on books. You can and shall rely on yourself for mostly everything. So whatever you feel is going to enhance your path, that's what you do. But in no way, shape, form, or fashion should you just listen to somebody else's opinions, and especially those people who are giving you their opinions have not had the experience. For they themselves have just read books. They themselves have just done these various things (coughs) and never sought to go within the deeper aspects of these mysteries to gain more insight for themselves. So on the left-hand path, this path is definitely not for the weak-minded, for the feeble-minded. It's definitely not for the uh, individual who refuses to accept their present reality in life that was self-created. It's not for the individual that runs from their own self-created demons. It's not for the individual that runs from their own self-created delusions. It is for the individual that wants to overcome, challenge themselves, and be greater than they were yesterday and continue that process every day. So today we'll be going into the assassins the assassin order and black magic, and why is that uh, a good understanding on your path? And that's what we'll share today. Peace. All right, appreciate it, brother. Um, so again, like Brother Rabanum said, we're going to deal with uh, the assassin order. Kind of inspired this, as everybody knows, is the movie Assassin's Creed is out. 
Um, came out a couple of weeks ago, a week or two ago, whatever. A um, lot of things encoded in there, um, which we're going to talk about tonight. I know people might be also familiar with the video game. Um, it's kind of connected uh, in a sense, but there's a lot of occult symbolism in there, and it takes you back uh, to this to this order. Um, what is the Assassin Order? Well, the Assassin Order that you see, particularly in that movie and what we're going to start referring to uh, in the beginning portion of this show, would what, what you would know as from those medieval times during the Crusades, uh, during the time where there was the battle for what they call the Holy Land or Jerusalem between Christians, Muslims, and Jews. But what we want to do is dispel the myth. Most people think the Assassin Order is exclusively affiliated with Sufi Islamic mysticism. And that is slightly partly true, um, as we've discussed and mentioned before. Sufism would be a watered-down aspect of really what this order is about. Um, you see this order depicted, uh, you see the dress, the code. We tied this in on some shows we did a while back, uh, sometime last year. When you look at the similarities with the dress code principles and practices of the Assassin Order, very similar to the Brotherhood of Set, um, very similar to the Sith Order. Um, we kind of connected a little bit in those series of shows we did last year, the similarities between those orders from the style of dress, uh, systems of spirituality that is practiced, oaths and codes that are taken in these particular orders, um, which is very important to grasp and understand. Um, so this assassin order, um, we could take it back. Uh, we'll get a little bit into the history of some of the various different groups during those, uh, you know, medieval times or during the Crusades. Uh, now, the important thing to understand about this is a lot of the Western magical systems and esoterical systems actually come out of this. Um, we uh, mentioned uh, OTO in the beginning, uh, in the opening of the show. Um, OTO, a lot of their rituals, degrees, and teachings are actually based upon uh, the principles of these assassin orders when going through their ritualistic degrees. And if anybody uh, has gone through those and saw the Assassin Creed movie and is familiar with this order, uh, then you can actually make that connection. Um, I realized it once I saw the commercial, and I didn't, you know, knew uh, even before I went to see the movie. Um, a book we're going to make reference to, we'll make reference to a couple, but one of the main books we are going to take information out of tonight, and this is a book I would suggest people get to do research on this order, Good Thorough History of the Assassin Order, uh, taking it back even to Egypt. And as an excerpt I'm going to start out with here, uh, in a minute uh, from the book, it makes its, again, its connection and origin to Egypt and how it branched out. Um, this is where the origin of their teachings come from. And as I've said before, people talk all this fluffy shit about Egypt, and they never talk about the magical aspect of Egypt, the dark magical practices that are worked out of what they call Hecker, when you get into the various different utterances, for, uh, per se, in the Book of the Covered Forth by Day of the Book of the Dead. Most people are not really aware of what that book is. They think they are. It's basically a book of utterances or magical spells. Um, a lot of symbolism and imagery in those books, but they all represent certain levels of consciousness that a magician can work with when practicing these spiritual systems. 
Um, so that's very important to understand. The name of the book I would recommend people to get is The Templars and the Assassins, The Militia of Heaven. Uh, the author who is actually this individual, James Wasserman, who is actually a member of, he's actually the master of my OTO lodge here in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. He actually presides over a majority of the rituals that um, are actually done at Swirl and Star Lodge in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Um, James Wasserman is the author of uh, a various uh, various different occult books. Um, this is one, uh, not just because I know him personally, but this is one I actually encountered before I even knew James Wasserman. This was a book I had picked up back in, I want to say about 2008, 2007, somewhere in that period. Um, and again, this was before I even knew him or had met his acquaintance. Um, it was a book that resonated with me because it was thorough. And actually how I came across this book, which this is a movie me and Brother Ravana Noon also wanted to talk a little bit about, when the movie The Prince of Persia was out a few years back, it showed you some of the connection with the Assassin Order in that movie, and that kind of sparked my interest um, in going a bit deeper uh, than where we were at at the time. But that's another story for another time. Um, so we're going to kind of connect these because and dispel the myths of this, this whole Islamic uh, connection thing that most people think on the surface that it deals with some form of, uh, exclusively some form of Sufi mysticism. No, they practice black magic. Uh, they actually work the higher sciences of greater black magic. Um, because it came out of that culture, that's why most people kind of tend to affiliated with Sufi mysticism. But real quick, I want to read a short excerpt from the book, The Templars and the Assassins by James Wasserman. And this is, this is coming from page 250. And it's titled, this, 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 these two paragraphs, The Origin of Western Mystery Tradition, which is Egypt. Right? It says, Egypt is known as the mother of civilization and the birthplace of Western esotericism. The Egyptian Religion was a magical religion that involved a continuous interaction between the individual and the various deities who constituted its elaborate pantheon. Initiates were required to memorize magical formulas and spells and to demonstrate their proficiency therein. Tests of courage and honor were administered by the officers of the temple. Possession of secret knowledge along with a highly developed moral character were necessary to penetrate the deeper levels of the Egyptian psychic roadmap. Her priests developed highly evolved systems of magic that they represented in written, illustrated, and sculpted form. Egypt's mysteries were allied with the sacred kingship of this realm. There was thus little need for the esoteric underground of the type we encounter among the Ismailis or in a, in a post-Crusade Europe. We'll talk about that. The Ismailis was a order of assassins that were very prominent during those Crusade times. Uh, they were very powerful. Um, and as we get into the breakdown of the movie, we'll show you, you had the Templars who were deceiving the people that they had their best interest in mind for this false illusion of peace and unity, which was really a disguise and mask for power and control. And you had the assassins who basically, at all costs, didn't give a fuck and would basically go to whatever lengths to protect this shit from certain individuals that shouldn't have their hands on it. Um, the movie kind of depicts that. It shows that. Um, what's important to also grasp and understand here, okay, when dealing with 
that concept. There was one key I had mentioned a couple of weeks back on a previous show. It's really the foundation and the core of what this path is really about. It's a, it's a phrase they used for that movie. One must go into the dark to do the work of the light. That was one of the, the, the creeds that the assassins lived by. Okay? Didn't say one had to become fluffy and, go and, 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 and be in the light. And this is, this is important to understand because most philosophies, dogmas, and systems are always teaching you to come into the light. Come into the light. You need to be enlightened. You know, everything is light, 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 and darkness is bad. And that's completely false. It's completely the opposite. Because light emerges itself from darkness. It has to come out of the darkness. Everything is birthed from the darkness. The true peace, the so-called illusionary concept of peace that people spend their whole life seeking, is not in the light. That true inner peace is in that darkness, because in that darkness you encounter everything about yourself. And until you address that, you truly never have peace. Not peace that you're going to wake up and there's never going to be no problems in the world. That's bullshit. That's false peace. Real peace is coming to the realization of who and what you are. That's true peace. Once you have attained that level, everything else just kind of falls in line. So this is, that, that phrase takes on a lot of different significant meanings. Okay, in the last paragraph here, Egypt has long been acknowledged as the home of alchemical arts and sciences. Its moral teaching presenting in its wisdom literature and mortuary texts attained to the highest levels of sacred awareness. Egyptian art is awe-inspiring in temple statues, frescoes, carvings, jewelry, painted scrolls, and sarcophagi stand as mute witnesses to a brilliant and lofty spiritual culture that has never been equaled on earth. The silent and stationary images of the Book of the Dead continue to speak and move today some four millennia after their creation. Uh, not going to get into some of the rest after this. It goes on and then takes it back on down into the Kabbalah systems uh, up in the modern-day times in the Greece. goes into Gnosticism, uh, Neoplatonism, uh, gives a thorough history on Hermeticism, which is the Greek philosophy of Egyptian mysticism, uh, gets into then, takes it on down, and this is Wasserman doing his thorough research, takes it on down into thorough history uh, you know, of the mystic Sufi orders on down into the Crusades, the occult underground at that time, which is something important to understand because there were many different secret occult groups that had to work underground because that was the highest time of, of religious persecution. And one thing that they showed in that movie, which we all know, the Catholic Church worked side by side with the Templars, uh, basically to carry out these mass killings, murders, death, and destruction. And Christianity is founded on death, destruction, bloodshed, uh, wars, and violence. And these motherfuckers will act like they're following a peaceful religion when Christianity is one of the most violent, bloodthirsty religions or the most violent, bloodthirsty religion on the planet. And that's going to be exposed. And this is one thing the assassin orders recognized and went at great lengths to destroy and annihilate. But at the same while, they were depicted as the violent uh, so-called evildoers that were out, cause, were out to cause trouble. And that's the furthest thing, furthest thing from the fucking truth. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about that. Um, so Ramana Noon, I'm going to bring you in. Having said that little uh, two paragraphs, we want to make it clear, even when we deal with the assassin order and its origin, uh, it takes it back on into ancient Egypt, just pretty much just like everything else. 
But let's talk a little bit about how it mentioned in there <laughs> magical pride. Then talk about anything fluffy about Egypt. So let's talk a little bit about that. Well, all right. First of all, um, I'll give people something they're familiar with when it comes to, to Kemet or Egypt. Um, the Magi. The Magi is actually an ancient group of assassins that work for the Pharaoh. They were his bodyguard, and uh, they did the um, <coughs> Pharaoh's behalf. And when you look at the movies, The Mummy Part 1 and 2, in that movie, they show the Magi wearing all black, black and violet or black and red, wearing all black, and they're the protectors of the secret in that movie. That's important to understand because when you look at the secrets of Kemet, most of the secrets were always protected by a certain brotherhood, sisterhood that worked in the night. And this, this, the, these orders that worked in the night, whether it was um, the Order of Set, and the Order of Set had their own assassins. If you look at, um, you know, these different individuals, they always worked in the night, and there was a reason for that, because many of the mysteries many of the initiations, many of the um, workings of, of sorcery or magic took place in the night, in the dark, within the temples of Egypt. And that's important to understand because we're always taught about this fluffy, light-sider, worship-the-sun concept of Kemet. But they never teach you of the the inner workings of the temples and the mysteries that usually took place in the dark. And what happens is that these different orders have passed down for generations, um, and they became known in time as the assassins, who kept the secrets with, of the initiations and the workings of magic within the temples. They kept the secrets. And the reason why is because they saw the onslaught of Christianity. And they saw how Christianity at that point in time, the Crusades, was out to basically uh, convert the world to Christianity by force. Not by love, and Jesus loves you, and all that bullshit we've heard all our life. They did it by force. The assassins, on the other hand, were... Uh, anti um, any religion in so far as that people have associated them with Islam but not the case. They use elements of Islam but it was more like a veil to hide the real traditions and magical workings that they were associated with. If this is all a part of going in-depthly and gaining the experience. So when you go within these orders, you start to understand that in Egypt they had black magic orders. There was orders that specifically dealt with working with black magic. Um, Anpu, or Anubis, and his temple and his workings worked heavily with death or necromancy. 
Then you had um, Set or Satuk, which dealt with the isolated and chaotic consciousness. You had the order or temples of Sekhmet, which dealt with the power, the Sekhem, this power, the magical powers utilizing Hika or Heka, and the powers of emotions and how to utilize and transform those into beneficial working. These things are all a part of what is today come down in this time frame as the Order of the Assassins. So it's important to understand because in the comedic Kuhn consciousness, everything is always associated with, unfortunately, unfortunately, is always associated with some light side, fluffy, love everybody, love everything kind of concept. And one thing that always stood out in that movie, Assassin's Creed, was not only did they say, we work in the dark for the light, right? But they also said there's no rules. There's no regulations. Anything is acceptable in order to get the job done in so many words. See, that is contrary to what we've been taught in this present-day society as you have to always have rules, regulations, and orders to keep you under control. And this is important to understand because your restrictions and regulations that are placed upon you, whether family, by culture, religion, or society, is all done to control you. And in the movie, the Assassin's Creed, they specifically stated, although they use some symbolism about some apple of Eve and, you know, that yeah. that that is symbolic, really, of the man's first transgression against God's rule. When you really take that part away in the movie, what it basically was saying is that Christianity, Catholicism, and religions world over have been using... These uh, metaphors and mythologies to control your free will and annihilate it. Because the movie basically is about the assassins fighting to maintain humans' free will. Whereas Catholicism and Christianity was trying to take that away from you through the obtainment of this apple. Basically, your free will was going to be subjected and controlled whether you liked it or not, through religion. So, this actually goes back to Satuk. This is why the assassins, when you see them in that movie, they wear black with some red in it, which goes back to Set or the Order of Set, which has always been the isolated consciousness and anti-rule, anti-control, anti-free will uh, being taken from you. So when you marry up the symbolism, you start to understand that they give you the, 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 the beauty of Kemet, Egypt, in the part that keeps you within a Christian, Hebraic, uh, mindset, Islamic sure. mindset of accepting the rule, accepting the order, and following the superstitions, 
the mythology as if they're real. See, this is the part of Kemet that they share with the with the world, but they don't ever seem to share Set or Satuk or Sekhmet, things of that nature. And the reason why they don't do that is because it would teach you about the isolated consciousness. It would teach you about standing on your own two feet. It would teach you on how to go into the dark to do the work of the light. What light? The light of intellect. Not light right. as in some fucking shiny golden aura, some light as in the sun, <laughs> but as in of doing the work of the intellect. Your intellect becomes superior in the dark because in the dark you are now uh, activating your super senses to work beyond the limited daylight use of your senses. Your your hearing becomes heightened. Your smell becomes heightened. All these things become heightened in the dark when you do the workings of the dark. That allows you to create an altered state of conscience to go into the dark to activate the light, the intellect, to receive the information from within yourself of what is necessary for your growth. So, of course, when the Assassin's Creed movie came out, of course it's going to be felt and met with some uh, trepidation by people. You like that, huh? That's a big word, Mike. Anyway. That was a big word. I like that. That was heavy, yeah, man. Yeah. I like the way you threw College that in there. Right there. That, that was really, really intellectual. Yeah. <laughs> so when when you saw that, what happened is that the Assassin's Creed was trying to show you that this anti-establishment, anti-control, anti-anything um, that is subversive to your freedom, and the movie is basically trying to show you Niggas, y'all under control. No matter how much you think you broke it, because you may You're be, right. let's say, into Kemeticism now, you may be into Pan-Africanism now, you may be into whatever extreme form of black consciousness you may find, you're still under control. Now, Brother Ravonna Noon, real how quick, do you know because how do you, Ravonna Noon, before you move uh, on, on that, same, on that same note, before you move on, because there's two things you just said a minute ago, but on that note, in the movie also, what you just said, okay, and it's just like every other major religion in the world today that people belong to, the Templars, were, again, were promoting this false concept that if they got, and one thing I want to draw upon, they called it the apple of Eve, okay, if they got that, they were selling this false illusion that this would create, you know, peace and, and harmony and it would eliminate violence. The funny thing about it is when you look all across the world, monotheism as a whole, Islam, Christianity, and Judaism is all the same shit, is responsible for most of the death, destruction, killing, and violence that goes across the planet. So this is what you just said a second ago is what the problem people are not realizing. It, show, it brought about to show how easy it is to control the masses and create an illusion that you're coming with a doctrine of peace and harmony and togetherness. And think about it. That's pretty much Christianity, Islam, and Judaism in a nutshell. It, it promotes on the surface that this is such a peaceful and, and loving religion. I know there's some people out there going, well, you know, I know some good... Oh, yeah, well, we, I, I get it. You might know some good 
practice and people. Well, we're talking about the powers that be that really control these religions. And when I say the powers that be, these high political organizations and groups such as the Templars who really have the pull. We're not talking about Joe Schmo that lives next door to you that is just, he's such a good practicing Muslim or Christian or Jew. We're not talking about the individual. We're talking about the real people that call the shots who use this as a perpetration to create death and destruction all over the world. The movie shows that. Okay, but what I want to elaborate on, you just said uh, two minutes ago, why is it funny that they call it the apple of Eve and they don't mention Adam, they don't mention the male. So there's a symbolism of the feminine energy, so we need to tap into that because... Yeah, we're going to tap, we're going to tap. We're going to tap hard on that because really these mystical orders go back to the powerful, aggressive, feminine energy, not the masculine. Yeah. So there was a there was a science in that, yep. So, all right. So to the control factor, you may think because you are donning a dashiki, you're donning an ankh, you're donning um, some form of symbolism of Africa or Kemet, that you're not under control. Well, yes, you are. You're more under control than you think. And the reason why I say that is because you have been subjected to somebody else's opinion of what it means to be pro-black and conscious, or simply just conscious. You have been shown, whether it's through social media or whatever other concepts, videos, whatever's used, that you have to wear red, black, and green. That's what it means to be conscious. So now you have about 100,000 Negroes wearing red, black, and green, and you come along, you're new on the scene, you're just learning about some things. You feel you have to do the same thing, even though it's not really what you're feeling. You feel like in order to be accepted or belong to something, I have to rock it too. You see, you're not free. You're still being controlled some way, shape, form, or fashion because somebody's opinions, thoughts, um, or concepts have uh, infiltrated your mind. So as much as you think you're free is as much as you're really controlled. This is why uh, from the journey that myself and Beniti have taken, we understood the different stages of conscious awareness. One of the first stages for individuals is usually the cultural racial aspect of accepting your racial identity, and then comes all the um, uh, super, you know, inundated information about how superior, how great you are, yet your life and your surroundings is full of shit, you're broke, you're pissed, poor, everything else, but <clears throat> this is the first dabblings of consciousness. This is why we laugh and sometimes poke fun of that on the show, because as deep as these individuals seem, they really are just at the first stages. Then right. as you continue to travel along, you start to see and you reflect back and say, well, goddamn, the guy was still <coughs> control. You know what I'm saying? Correct. Correct. You know, you're under, I, I was still under somebody's control because I'm still dressing like somebody else. I'm still feeling like i got to express myself. And that's not the case. You you have to find out through your journey when you look back that you still were under control. Now you start right. to break free and you start to dibble and dabble into things that are forbidden by society. See, now you're starting to wake up. 
Now, that may seem contrary to what you've been taught. That may seem contrary to what you've been taught, but it's not. Because usually what happens is in society, the things that you were um, <clears throat> told to stay away from are usually the things that are beneficial for you. Because that's the very <laughs> things they don't say, want Say that again, brother. Say that again. Say that again yeah, slowly. Let me, it, let me say it slowly for the listening impaired. Um, the very things that family, culture, religion, race, society may tell you to stay away from are the very things that you should partake in because it is those things that you should be, that you're told to stay away from are the things that are most necessary and beneficial for your growth because it is within those things that you learn to be a master of self. See, why would I? Why would I tell you? I don't care if it's a black person, brown person, yellow person, or white person. If they're a pastor, preacher, reverend, imam, sheikh, rabbi, or some uh, conscious coon sitting up there talking about, you know, Hebrew, Israelite, all that shit. If it's somebody who still needs to have their hand in your pocket, why would I tell you to get into any of those things when those things are making you isolated and independent on self? Making you independent and nothing but working on self and self-reliant, self-growth, uh, self-overcoming, and mastery of self, okay? Why would I even ever think of teaching you those things? No, I would keep you away from it as much as I could. So much is invested in keeping you away from that that Hollywood spends billions, listen now, folks, billions of dollars a year on horror movies. They have nothing but occult symbolism. They have some magical meaning to it. You understand? They show you witchcraft and all kinds of things. They spend billions of dollars on this. For what? To make you afraid of it. And if you think that they're not afraid of that reality, that when you become a sorcerer, when you work into witchcraft, when you work into these levels of magical sciences that you all, uh, actually start to become a master over self, that you're not easily controlled, that you're not a pussy, that you're not afraid, that when somebody uh, disrespects your very livelihood, that you will come back on the, um, you know, battle lines for yourself. They don't want you to know that. They don't want you to think like that because I can... As long as I can keep you controlled and feeling, oh, I'm from Kemet. Look at how great our people were. We had pyramids and temples. We had all these things. It's easy to keep you controlled. Because now I gave you a nice little dessert, right? Gave you some crumbs from the master's table. And now you're feeling good because you got a little bit of knowledge. Yet, they've only released maybe 25% of the Kemetic doctrine information to the world. You think they're ever going to release it? No. Because most of y'all would run from the shit if you really found out what Kemet was getting down on. Y'all don't, mm-hmm. y'all ain't ready for that shit. And if they ever did, y'all would probably shun it and go back to Christianity. Just bottom line. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, brother. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. That's right. So, in in regards to that, the other main essence, and Brother Benidi alluded to that, is that 
all of these orders, okay, all of these orders that were associated with the dark, were associated with the dark mother, okay? And that dark mother could be Kali, could be Sekhmet, could be um, Lilith, could be any one of these feminine archetypal metaphorical principles, okay? And these orders usually worked to protect the feminine energy. Now, now let's let's clarify this before we go further. Okay? Some people may not like this, so brother Beniti, protect me, brother. But anyway, go ahead, so go ahead, brother. The feminine energy has nothing. Oh, let me say it slowly, brother. I'm getting scared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, step on some neck. Step on some neck, yeah. brother. Step on some neck. Feminine energy has nothing to do with gender. What? Mm. Yeah. It has oh, uh-oh. nothing to do with gender. So if you're a female, yeah, sure, you have the feminine energy, but you also have masculine energy. As all beings on this planet have both energies. The feminine energy is not subjected to your gender. Okay? Uh-oh. So this is why males or females can encompass the feminine energy in abundance or in uh lesser lesser levels. So let me let me let me ask you this, brother, so we can clarify that. So so people understand. We gotta go back to the to the seven hermetic principles of Tahuti that you just said. All right, the doctrine of gender. And I keep telling people, if you really want to understand how a lot of these spiritual systems and magical practices work, you need to master those seven hermetic principles, especially when you're working magic. The doctrine of gender and vibration. Let's connect this in real quick because when we say, as you said, the masculine and feminine energy is not exclusively defined by your physical gender. Let's talk about that because we know on when we when we bypass as we travel and study for an example what they break down whether you you're correlating it to your chakras let's say the mental plane or when one taps into their subjective realm there is no physical gender as we identify on the objective realm or the physical what what does that mean what we're saying here is the masculine and feminine energy is defined by the vibrations and frequencies that is sent out and permeated or infused by the energy. What does that mean? You can't define it by gender because the feminine energy and the frequencies that it carries when worked correctly, uh, Brother Ravana Noon, you had mentioned, let's take Sekhmet or Kali for an example, Okay. Sekhmet and Kali are defined by certain attributes or energies and frequencies that that consciousness of those attributes project. So when one looks at Kali, Kali simply means black, okay, when you look up the definition. When you go back to the ancient Dravidian culture, which were the real Hindus or Indians from Africa, they were dark-skinned and black, not, we're not talking about the modern-day Hindus you see today, uh, the original images of Kali were picked as a dark black goddess, but the attributes that's associated, now this is feminine energy, because people have to get out of their head when they hear feminine, they automatically gravitate towards a motherly nature, loving and caring and giving. That is one small part of it, more so on the objective realm. We're not talking about that. 
Because the female manifests, because we know gender manifests on the physical realm through those attributes, okay? But when you leave the physical realm, there is no gender as far as what we know as defined as male and female. So the male and masculine and feminine energies takes on a whole different perspective, just like when you study the core principles of what Baphomet represents. Baphomet is basically symbolic of combining those masculine and feminine principles, and this order of assassins and Templars were, the Templars really were claiming something when people say, well, the, temp, the, the Templars worship Baphomet secretly in their temples, as if it was some kind of physical fucking deity. That's not what it represented. The assassins were trying to protect all that shit because they, they took those principles and fucked it up and twisted it and messed it around because each Templar represents a full embodiment of what Baphomet is, the balancement of the masculine and feminine forces. And that's why that occult symbol goes, goes back. Man, shit, we could be here. That's, that's a whole other story. We'll get into that in a minute. But what Ravana Noon just said is, the map, we, we use Cali for an example. Cali doesn't represent, most of what Cali represents is not, is not passive, peaceful. Cali, Cali represents a very aggressive, violent warrior, vampire goddess, absorbing energy, sexual prowess. You want fucking chains, I'm just going to kick you in the ass. Not sit on my lap and I'm going to cuddle you like a mother would her son or daughter. No, Cali's like, stop being a fucking pussy. Grow the fuck up and put on your big boy drawing pants. It's a diff- That's the real feminine energy. Don't get it twisted. So what we're saying is, it has nothing to do with gender in the sense of what you know as gender, identi- gender identified on the physical realm. One has to be able to tap into what those states of consciousness represent by way of their subjective realm. This is what Cali represents. This is what sacrament represents. So in the movie, and we'll back up and then I'll let you continue, Brother Ravonanoon. In the movie, that's why I said, why the fuck did they have to call it the seed or the apple of Eve, when, now look at the symbolicism here, look at the bullshit, who was responsible or who shifted the blame when in the symbolic story of the Bible, when they got caught fucking up, right? Adam gets caught fucking up, right? And who does he blame? I say, hey, who, who gave him? Uh, the woman gave it to me. Okay, there's symbolicisms in that. So they identified this pure knowledge, this uh, knowledge that was so powerful that had to be protected. Now, on one hand, you had the Templars who were trying to get it and claim that if they obtain the power of it, they can eliminate violence, pure bullshit. That'll never happen because violence is a necessity. Eliminate violence and bring complete peace, balance, and harmony to the planet on the physical realm. Bullshit. Then you had the assassins who said, wait, they're totally corrupting what this is about because this is not what that represents. This represents, Ravana Nu mentioned something earlier when he mentioned the different orders of set, the colors of black and red. It represented no limitations. It represented being able to express yourself for who and what you are. That's what the secrets really contain. Not being confound to one specific dogma, way of thinking, or under the control of any system of anything or anybody. Because in a second, we're going to go into some of the codes of these orders, and I'm going to take it from that same book. So this is what the assassins were protecting. Now, the thing is, the only group or, or thing that the Templars felt was in their way was what? The assassins. Why? Because they were free thinkers. 
They didn't conform to anybody's particular ideology. And they, they wanted to protect that, what we, what we called earlier, the isolated consciousness. But it all comes full circle with the feminine energy. And I'm going to tell you this shit on the left-hand path. It ain't about the male energy. Get that shit out your fucking head. All you Negroes that are egotistical and you think it's a man thing and I'm the man and man and I'm macho and nah, pussy. It's all bullshit. Yep. The most powerful warrior, intense spiritual energy you will ever encounter and work with are the aforementioned. Cali, Sekhmet, Lilith, the list goes on and on and on. When you start tapping into that, trust me, you'll know what Ravana Noon just said, that it has nothing to do with what you identify as gender on the physical realm. So get out of your head that the, mat, the feminine energy, and I'm going to say this now. Hold up. We've got to flip this real quick. Get out of your head that the, that the feminine energy is just only tied into the feminine, motherly, peaceful nature. That's bullshit. Now, let's flip the script now. And don't believe that all masculine energy is aggressive and warrior-like because there's some really bitch, pussy masculine energy. You just got to tap into it to find out if you've ever accessed, for an example, Hank Unkmanton, who was an hermaphrodite, okay, oh, who had dual, oh, yeah. You're feeding my mind, brother. Yeah, all right. So you know that if you've ever tapped into that energy, it's very more feminine, girly girl type of energy. You understand what I'm saying? Um, Tahuti too. Now I gotta be clear on this. If you work with Tahuti, Tahuti would what you would term on the physical realm when you look at somebody that's more feminine, not not gay or homosexual. Now the Gods of Egypt movie tried to protect them because they made they made Tahuti look like a straight bitch punk in that movie. He sounded like a bitch. He acted like a bitch, but even though they exaggerated it a little bit, but they were trying to tell you what type of energy it was. And then you saw Set, as we mentioned before on previous show, just taking motherfuckers' powers, going around, took the Houthi's brain, took the eye of Horus, which was basically symbolic of what these orders are about. You embody all the aspects of those deities or archetypes. You don't need to follow them or worship them. You, you, you have all of those attributes and, 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 and levels of awareness that they represent already embedded in you. So that's what we mean when we say don't correlate masculine and feminine energy to what you correlate here on the physical realm because it has nothing to do with that, nothing at all. But anyway, go ahead, brother, continue. I'm glad you brought that shit up because hopefully this, this opens the door. Yeah, and you opened the door for myself because I was just thinking about that before you said it. How this feminine energy? Let's let's go into Africa since you know so many people love talking about Africa. Oh so shit! Africa, oh shit! We're about to get pro black, black power, brother, black power. Just thought I'd say black power oh, before you begin. Yeah, in Africa, there was different in various areas of Africa who, um, in today's pro black, pan Africanist, anti homophobe mentality. I mean, homophobe mentality would totally be shocked to find out some of these ancient traditions that took place in Africa. And what, one of the things is that in Africa, they had a certain group of people known as gatekeepers. One of them was from the Gara tribe from Burkina Faso. Okay, Burkina Faso is north of Ghana. And these gatekeepers were either male or female. Oh, who embodied the opposite feminine energy in totality. So in other words, they could be male gender, but they would have a <coughs> female spirit. And they were considered the gatekeepers because they protected the gateway 
between the uh, the spirits of the dead or the land of the dead and the land mm. of the living. Mm. They were the gatekeepers. They protected this realm, okay? And this was uh, something that was adhered to and respected through certain areas of Africa and levels of tribes. And afterward, this was uh, accepted and respected, such as Akhenaten, who had the hermaphrodite spirit, spirit energy more of a female. And although he was in a body that was uh, mixed between a male and a female, this is why he had hips and things of that nature, he still had that feminine principle of feminine energy. See, what happens today is as pro-black as we become, we that pro-black and that, that consciousness is really still a European mindset. Oh, shit, yeah. You may uh-oh, not uh-oh. realize that, uh-oh. But, but it is because the mentality of I'm superior and you're less than me is a European mentality. The reality of saying, well, now I'm black and I'm green, I'm original, I did this, and white man devil this, that's really the black supremacy is a European extension. It's a European oh, creation. Shit. You're just living it out. Because if you really oh, go to the depths and the bowels and the abyss of Africa, you'll find out that they were not homophobe. Speak. Speak on speaking on that. Watch videos of Credo Mutua, where he explains that many of the sorcerers or uh, you know magicians of his tribe encompass that female energy and spirit after their initiation. Yeah, mm. you know. But see, this is not accepted because we have been so genderized by this modern day society that everything is. Okay, I'm a man, so I have to be a man in totality. Or I'm a female, so I have to be a female in totality. But you don't really realize that it's about the energy, the energy, the feminine energy or the masculine energy. This is why in China, the Taoists conceive the yin and the yang. And the yin and the yang, when you look at the symbol, has one side black, one side white. But what key point did they put in that symbol? That on the black Mm. side you have a circle of white, and on the white side you have a circle of black, meaning nothing in totality is 100% anything. You understand? Nothing in totality. Mm. A female is not 100% female. She still has a portion of man within, and she has to learn to balance that with the yin and the yang symbol. That's symbolic of balancing but within your aspect as a female, you have masculine energy. This is why some of y'all tend to be very masculine at times. Oh, okay? shit. Oh. Yeah, some of y'all were tomboys growing up. This is because uh-huh. this is more than a physical gender aspect. It's, a, it's more dealing with vibrations, frequencies, okay, and energy. That's what you have to understand. This is why we constantly... No matter how dark and sorcerous we go, we always will allude to the seven principles of Tehuti or Toth or um, Hermes. We always will allude to that because you have to understand that when you're doing your working. Okay? Nothing is totally what it seems. This is why it always says everything is varying degrees of vibration of the same thing. You understand? They're all varying degrees. So a man is a varying degree of a female, a female is a varying degree of a man. Sure, we understand the whole concept of female is here first physically, but that's physically, okay? In universally speaking,
masculine and feminine principle has to coincide together for balance, okay? So we have to stop thinking in such a limited format. The assassin orders understood this. When Great Britain invaded India, in that society, a group of individuals were formed known as the Thugi, T-H-U-G-G-E-E. And Say it again, was, spell it again, spell it again. T-H-U-G-G-E-E. Now, it, why is it, why is it, because no, you, you, I hope people caught what you just said. Why do Negroes walking around call themselves thugs? Mm. Yeah, exactly. Mm, whole other story, but anyway, go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. So, so the Thugi, as they pronounce it, but it's also spelled as thug here, um, were criminals, as what the British would label them as, or really were people mm. were fighting for their people in India from British rule, okay? Their principal deity or principal archetype was Kali, and they would mm. wear all black. Hmm, sounds familiar? Yep. Um, NWA. Now, this black is power, black I, power. I just want to throw, I just want to throw, just one. Just wanted to throw in the black power because the more you say black, it just it cleanses you. Yeah, black yeah. power. Right, got to keep throwing it. We're cleansing ourselves, brother. But anyway, so <laughs> um, NWA. Why did I connect Thugi with NWA? Well, NWA used to wear all black all the time. That's right. You did. See, they might have never realized this shit, but you understand, this shit goes on in our DNA for a long time, and it keeps passing down generation to generation, and is triggered by certain events, certain circumstances, okay? They wore that. The Order of Set wore black and red, okay? You understand, this is all things that are very important to understand, and this is why a lot of these thugs <coughs> that go around thinking they have that masculine energy, right, and they're so hardcore and everything, they're really embodying the feminine energy, which the assassin order has been there to protect forever, okay? That's right. And so when the movie continues going along, it shows you that within the movie, the man who eventually, which is Cal, which eventually uh, woke up to himself being an assassin, he supposedly died, you know, because he was a criminal. Notice how the criminal thing is there, right? He died because he was a criminal, so they basically gave him an injection. He was supposed to be dead, but in reality, he was never dead. He ended up in an institute uh, for rehabilitation for these assassins. But in that, he realized that even now, as him in this institute, he was never really free even then at that moment. You understand? So it shows you that no matter which way you go, a lot of times when you think you're free, you're still under another form of control another institution, another another format to keep you in line, you know, and this is why. Damn. Yeah, brother. No, nah, it's like you just got distracted by some fat ass that walked by. I can feel nah, it. Oh, okay. So, All right. you understand now, so we have to continue to go along and understand how the assassins are present in today's society. So in relation to the magical workings, <coughs> the, old, the Shriners, Freemasons, all of that is really reenactments of 
ancient assassin rituals. That's correct. That you go through initiations to work your way back to eventually the magic or sorcery of Kemet. And OTO mm. is the same thing. You start your rituals and you're wearing and you're doing and you're partaking in an Arab initiation. Eventually, till you get to the higher degrees and you become that master, that hierophant, or that high priest of Kemet. That's correct. You, so when we go along and you say, well, damn, what the hell is Assassin's Order and why is the topic there tonight? I hope you're understanding the reason we brought this up. Because myself and Brother Beniti, walking through these different orders and initiations, understood watching the movie and even understand more in just our experiences how this all relates back to the feminine energy and the feminine principle and the feminine uh, initiations and practices that have been suppressed today. When In that movie, at the end of the movie, they showed three people. They showed an African... American dude, they showed an Asian woman, and they showed a uh, Spaniard Caucasian-looking guy, which is the three races, okay? Uh, yeah, that was done intentionally. Yeah, that was done intentionally, but it was shown how these three races all had assassin orders inside of them, okay? And they all been here to try to fight for your freedom, to stay, for you to have free choice, free will, okay? Not only that, but they were sitting or standing on a dome. Yeah. What's the dome symbolic of, brother? The feminine breast of the female. They were standing on a woman's titties at the end. Yes, they were, brother. And the reason right. why they did that is because they showed that they're the, they're the protector of that femininity or feminine principle. Mm-hmm. You understand? So as we work... You will understand as you keep going deeper into this vampire, whether it's black magic, whatever the case is, none of this shit really works without that feminine energy. None of it. Because from all my life, I used to think, oh, it's about the masculine, it's about this and this and that. But then I found out certain things about my own self through readings and different things, how I have a strong feminine Congo warrior inside of me, a female Congo warrior, and sorceress. So I understand why uh, certain ways I see things and look at things is different than the average person. I never looked at things as in, oh, well, you know, it's exclusively this one thing, and that's all it can be. I always looked at things as in, it's beyond what they show you. It's beyond what we see. So some some, some individuals are working their magic now. I know. Mm. We get discussions about things you, you all want to discuss with us. And one of the things that is important is that you embody, especially as a male being, that you learn to embody female archetype energy, that you learn to expand that. And you will see that the warrior side of yourself will come out more. If you feel that you've been kind of passive as a man, you feel you've been kind of, a, you know, not in control of yourself or things are dictated to you and you just bow down to somebody. That's right. That may be what you need more. If you're um, 
a female who tends to be uh, more masculine than feminine at times, you may also need to tap into more of that feminine energy. Okay? That's correct. It's all important, and it's all important to understand because we don't just create topics because we want to take all week to study and research them. What we do is we go with what we feel. That's all. What we what we feel within, and then we just go about it, and then we discuss it. And we discuss it not because we read a thousand books, but because of our experience and learning through practical <coughs> experiences on how right. this works. This is uh, why myself, at times, I may uh, be feeling calm, content, and then the 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 warrior assassin energy just jumps out of me. And it, it wants to become aggressive, but it, I've learned to control that because this is not the the, the uh, environment that can allow you to really express that as much. So you have to find ways to channel that, going to the gym, taking boxing class, whatever. You understand? Mm-hmm. That is a part mm-hmm. of you. And it's so much a part of you that you can't suppress any part of yourself. In the movie, nope. they show that. The main character was suppressing his warrior side because it landed him in jail or prison. You understand? And because of that, he was trying to avoid being that aggressive warrior spirit. I say that mm-hmm. because many individuals may, that are new to the show, have been listening to the show, whatever the case is, many of y'all are still suppressing who you are. That's right. You can't work this level of magic and still suppress who you are. Some of um, you brothers suppress what you like. If you like rock music, so be it. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's what you like. That's not black, though. That's not black. black. Look, I don't care how black you think you are (laughs) on the outside. It's what's the genetic makeup on the inside that counts. And I'll tell you what I mean by that. I've done my DNA, okay? And when you look at that, you find out through 23andMe, they give you a, a, a statistics. And one of the statistics they state is that most African Americans average only 65% African DNA. Some may have more, some may have less. But on average, they have about 65% African DNA. So, that's correct. How black really are you? That's oh, what you have oh, to Keep uh, take it over, brother. Okay, so good good point. But you mentioned something I want to back up. Something we had we had a discussion earlier today, and and like you said um, earlier, we kind of just come up with it. We we didn't come up with this topic until Tuesday, so it's not like we we don't plan or prep to do any of this shit. It's just like you say, we we go based on our experience and what we feel, because that's that makes it genuine. It's not like we sit and have a have a powwow throughout the week and this is what we're going to do and that's what we're going to do. But anyway. You mentioned the part in the movie. We had this discussion earlier, uh, and we talked about 
you know how it also we those that are familiar with it know it also connects to the uh, video game, and we know that they're coming out soon. Uh, you know with a with a uh, the next level of it, but we mentioned the 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 brother in the movie that mentions uh, the brother in the movie that was an assassin, and he mentions voodoo specifically in the movie. Okay, so they're connecting that aspect of magic voodoo. Uh, the Petro Lojas, uh, what we know of the Voodoo Pantheon, uh, specifically mentions voodoo magical practices, which is another spiritual path and system on us. We did a whole series on this, uh, Spirits of the Dead. Uh, we broke down the whole Voodoo Pantheon, Baron Samedi, uh, et cetera. We went through all of them. Um, Let's talk a little bit about that aspect because uh, as we were having a discussion earlier today, we know they're coming out. Uh, you know, as you mentioned to me earlier today, that uh, the next video game uh, or that they're in the making of doing is where they're taking you to Haiti, and it's, it's preset around the... Yeah, there you go. Um, to show you the outreach of this shit. So don't think this shit is just limited. And this is why we're trying to dispel the myths, because the average person, when they hear the assassin order, they're kind of stuck in a specific time frame. This is, this is something to show you, like, like Ravana New mentioned a couple of minutes ago, masonry and the shriners are all just reenactments of a lot of the rituals and degrees uh, and codes and, and spiritual systems that were practiced in these assassin orders. Um, the protectors of the night, protectors of the secrets, protectors of the mysteries, protectors of the holy grail. You, heard, you, you hear different terminologies for these for these group of assassins, you understand? Uh, now, when you go back to the Prince of Persia, let's talk about that for a quick second, and we'll come back up. Oh, yeah. If yeah, let's talk about this, because they dropped some serious shit in there and a lot of serious visuals if you really pay attention to the movie. Now, I believe that movie came out somewhere around 2008, I believe, somewhere in that area. Um, and there was a group they depicted, they showed several times working with the, the power of the serpent and the real kundalini energy, not the fucking, my kundalini's rising and I'm working with my fucking vagina chakra or whatever the fuck these idiots talk about today. We're talking about real, real serpentine kundalini energy, okay? It depicted it in there. They showed the assassins in there again wearing all black, they show them working magic with the serpents and the snakes. They show them uh, acting out certain spiritual magical um, rituals as they manipulate the elements. Because remember, real black magic is manipulation of the subconscious mind. So when we say black magic and you hear us talking about Baphomet and you hear us talking about a lot of ritualistic terms that you've already been programmed with, through false media and Google and Wikipedia, which is really Wikipedia, um, it has nothing to do with European Satanism. Because I know people hear the terms the left-hand path, and they'll hear terms the, the occult, and they'll hear us use a lot of terms that just like, as you can accept, that the white man took all your other cultures and dogmas, be it Islam, Christianity, Judaism, Egyptology, Ifa, which he now basically watered down to Santeria, he's also taken the left-hand path in a very recent time frame and pretended like that's something he came up with. So if you are a newer person, get out of your head that the left-hand path, occultism, and things that we're talking about are only affiliated with European 
Satanism. That's the furthest thing from the truth. Incorrect. 100%. So this is the same system. When you go back and you look and you trace the origin of these orders, Brother Ramon was also talking about um, OTO, and I can tell you this also from my experiences. OTO takes you through a series of degrees, especially on the first three degrees, when you become a third-degree magician. Okay, the rituals are based on the precepts of the mysteries of a character called Saladin, who was a prominent figure in these assassin orders during these uh, times of the Crusades that we're talking about in the beginning of the show. All right, and what it does is it takes you through initiations where it puts you through trials and tribulations and tests when you really find out that that divine being you've been seeking all along was you. So you're tested to the fact, are you worthy in the sense, until you get to the point of realization that the very God you've been looking for your entire life is you, that you're continued to be tested. The mysteries cannot be conferred upon you until you show your worth. Okay, this is what the rituals about now what's the importance of these things well why should i do rituals and work with symbols and sigils and practice magic? what the fuck is this really all about you should be asking yourself that because if you're just doing it and you don't know then you're a religious fool and you might as well go back to fucking church and jumping up and down and eating fucking ham hocks and reading the bible whatever it is you fucking do over there the purpose of working rituals is quite simple it leaves a lasting impression on the subconscious mind and sometimes to the point where you're not even aware of it, that consciousness just automatically kicks in. And let me give you an example. Invoking, which is a very powerful spiritual practice on the left-hand path, it, it, leaves, it resonates to the point where you can invoke certain energies, whether you're invoking, if we call your personal demons, D-A-E-M-O-N-S, not demons, oh, Satan, hell, Satan, no, not those fucking demons. Because that's all fake shit. We're talking about demons as identified as highly intelligent spiritual beings, pre-Christianity, Islam, and Judaism. Go look it up. Yep. That's all the word demon means. That word was changed and translated by religious fanatics who wanted to make it look like that was something very evil. And then you have all the other shit that comes after it, the omen, Damien, the exorcist, and, and all that other fucking Hollywood bullshit that has nothing to do with this. The, the, again, the reasoning for this, when you invoke, you can invoke all of those energies and it will leave a consistent impression on your subconscious mind. Just by the very tone and frequency of reciting the names of some of these archetypes. Very important to understand that. So again, it's another system of manipulating your subconscious mind. You say, well, I don't need that bullshit. You heard about noon just tell you, you, just when you think or, or convince yourself, yet yeah, not under a system control, you, you still are. And the whole process of this path is reteaching yourself because everything you've been taught is fucking wrong. I don't give a fuck what it is. I don't care if you think you're a moor and you fucking mastered the, the, the system of, 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 of sovereignty, which you really haven't because most of you Negroes still got driver licenses. You still got driving plates. You got Social Security. And the only thing you proved to be indigenous is you show a receipt from fucking Costco that you didn't pay no taxes. That doesn't make you indigenous. That's a whole other fucking story for another day. But the whole, the whole point being is this basically teaches you to reprogram your sub subconscious mind by first recognizing all the things that we mentioned before that are incorrect about yourself. 
First, you have to address self. These are what all these orders were based on. I'm gonna, in a second, I want to go through some of the codes of these mystical orders briefly. Not, not, I'm not going to get into everything. But step one in all of these sacred orders or protectors of the secrets, the assassins, any of these mystical orders, one first has to address everything about themselves, what they would term good and bad. Not just the shit you like. Oh, I'm a great person. I'm so smart. I'm intelligent. People look up to me. I'm a fucking god. So that's the fucking ego part of yourself that consumes you. Ego is necessary, but not to the point where it consumes you like that, right? But you don't want to sit there and say, you know what? I got some fucking issues. I got a short temper. Uh, again, I may not be a good mother or father, as good as a mother or father as I thought I was. I suck with money. I can't hold on to money. I piss away money, and I don't have no fucking clue why. I'm mean to people. I don't treat people with respect like I should. I got a problem where... If somebody says something to me I don't like, instead of responding the correct way and addressing it, I get fucking mad like a bitch and I want to take it personal. I bitch and moan. I complain about shit I don't like. Like, Let me tell you something on this path. First thing you recognize, what you like and love is fucking irrelevant, especially what you like. I don't like this. That's some personal shit you got to deal with. That doesn't matter on this path. That's some shit you have to get under control. Because what you like and don't like is irrelevant to the bigger scheme of things. That's some personal shit. Another personal issue one has to address. You should be asking yourself why I don't like it. Because usually when something is said that pisses you off or gets a person angry and emotional, it's because that very thing resonates within that individual because that's usually an issue that they're wrestling with on the inside. So they retaliate by getting mad and trying to mask it with their false delusional emotion. This path makes you realize that shit. Let me give you an example if you're confused. Most of these conscious coons that are preaching about homophobia and homosexuality and how it's, how it's so, uh, you know, despicable in the conscious community, most of those Negroes are homos, and they just haven't addressed it within themselves. Let me say that again. When you look at all these lectures on YouTube about niggas preaching against homosexuality, there's a phobia and fear within themselves that they have not addressed. And that phobia of fear is they're afraid they might be homosexual. So they got to be extensively aggressive and protest against it and make it look like it's such an abomination because really I'm a homosexual and I haven't fucking addressed it is what they're basically saying. Right. That's, I'm, that's the reality. I don't give a fuck what anybody tells you. Say, nah, man, that brother, I know that brother. Trust me, the nigga's wrestling with his homosexual issues. This path will bring that shit out. And let me, say, let me tell you this. To be fully initiated in these orders, okay, you have to prove your worth. This is what this was about. What do I mean by that? Real simple. Okay, you can't fake the funk on this path. All right, we talked about this briefly last week. I'm going to reiterate this again. You cannot fake the funk on this path. See, you can be a more, you can be comedic if that's what you want to call yourself. You can be a Buddhist. You can be a Sufi. You can be a good practicing Muslim. You can be a black Hebrew Israelite. You can fake the funk. You can put on the garbs and the clothing that go, oh, yeah, look at that brother and sister. They look so comedic and Egyptian. Oh, that brother, he looks, look at that sister. They, they must be black. So you got it all together on the outside. You look good. You got the, the clothing on. You got the nice jewelry. You smell good. Your hair is natural. So you got everybody fooled on the outside. You look very spiritual and righteous and holy and pro-black and all that other good bullshit. But on the inside, you fucking die in a slow death. You're miserable. You're depressed. You're lonely. 
You can't understand yourself. You don't even understand why you behave the way you behave, why you act the way you act. You, 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 you don't address the certain things that are fucked up about yourself. You, you might have bipolarism and personality disorders, but you think all that's going to go away because you put on a motherfucking dashiki and a big-ass arm. So you think that's just going to cover it up and mask it away. But let me tell you this. All that does is build up the resistance to what you're actually going to have to face. This path brings it to the surface. You cannot fake the fuck on this path. So though you might walk around, Hotep, Alafia, Ashe, Shalom, Assalamu Alaikum, you know, you know, Negroes got all the catchphrases down. They don't speak anything else, though. They just know the fucking three words of whatever language or whatever culture they submerge themselves in. Uh, but on the inside, there's a whole other thing going on. You know, you're dealing with... Mm-hmm, go ahead. Um, one thing that I've learned on this path myself and uh, Brother Benini can attest to is you have to empty out your cup. What do I mean by that? Oh. A bunch of us come into this path with a full cup of knowledge and all this conscious shit that we think we know. You have to empty all that shit out. You even have to empty out all the things you think you know about yourself. Empty all that shit out and be open and receptive to what is going to come forth. Now, the reason I say that is because if you're full, your cup is full and you think you know all this shit or you know you think you know all these things about yourself, you're going to block receiving what you really need to know about yourself and what you really need to understand and work with. And unless you empty that out, you will never get those things. Why is that important? Well, if if I think I'm hot shit and then I do some rituals and I find out I'm not as hot as shit as I thought I was, if, if, I'm, if I'm full of crap that was already put in there before I started learning this, I'm going to reject the facts of what is really being shared about myself or about what I thought I knew. So, in other words, you have to really be open to this because... On this path, you are going to hear everything that you like, but more specifically, everything that you don't like about yourself, things that you don't know about yourself. You're, for example, you could be a, a brother, and you think, you know, you some hot shit and all this, and all of a sudden you do the work, and you find out you like uh, you like 70-year-old ladies, and you think they're sexy. You didn't know that before. But, like, <laughs> but all of a sudden... That shit pops out in you. See, Message. you're not, if you're blocking it because you already have these preconceived notions of who you are, what you are, what you think you know, how deep you are consciously and everything else, you won't really be ready when that hits you and you won't know how to work with that and understand it. You understand what I'm saying? Because now you're, you, 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 you got it all figured out. I can't tell you shit. You can't tell yourself shit because you got it all figured out. That pops up. What do you do, brother? You like seventy year old ladies. You know what I'm saying? And you you think they're the the hottest, sexiest shit, and you have this desire for one. What do you do? Well, first of all, that's your personal business and your personal preference. So, I, first thing, I would never be broadcasting it to the world. That's between you, you, and you. And if you want to share that with somebody that's that's understanding and, and working on some shit themselves, that's cool. But what I'm saying is understand that you don't know yourself as much as you really think you do. 
This is why all the temples, what was always written, know thyself and you will know the gods. Thou shalt know the gods. That's right. So if you know yourself, you know the gods because you are the gods. You become the god. You are that oh, which shit. has Back up. Back up. But to really Say that again, know yourself, man. you have to understand yourself. And why did they say you know the gods? Because when you really do a thorough research of the archetypes, and their metaphors and their principles, you start to find out some of these guys were fucked up. Big you understand time. what I'm saying? They were fucked up. Some of the guys did some effed up shit. Okay? And that's, you really and that's you. The stories. Like, for example, you know, everybody's so Santero and Yoruba and Ifa and all this shit, right? Well, how about you, when you get to the story and you find out that Ogun fucked his mama. <laughs> what happens then? And oh, he did, so, according to the story, he the did. Fucking, what happens to all the Africanism and all the fucking African beauty? See, they don't talk about that shit. They, like, brush that under the rug, you know, sweep it under the rug. I don't want to talk about that. But it's in your fucking doctrine, dude. It's in your it's in your religious religiosity. It's in your spiritual system. How can you not address that? It's in there because it's it's for a reason. You understand? And you That's can't right. avoid it. You can't run from it. It's supposed to be things that you understand. You have to go within yourself to understand these things. That's what I'm trying to get to people. When you are on this path, you have to be able to let go of everything you think you know and 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 be able to be open for the things that are going to come out. Then... What the fuck do you do with it when it comes out? Okay. Look, man. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Uh huh. Let me. I'm sorry. Let me tell you this. Kind of off subject. Kind of connects to what you said. See, like I, I I had to address my true self right now. Two minutes ago, I'm finishing up the best slice of red velvet cake I had in a long goddamn time. This shit is good to the motherfucker right now. Goddamn, it's got vanilla icing on the top with a little bit of fudge going through the middle. Some good shit. I know it ain't got shit to do with what we're talking about, but I just thought I'd does, share it with everybody. This is some good does. ass. See, I'm gonna be conscious. I'm gonna, I'm gonna break shit down, right, brother? See, the reason it works, brother, is because see, with it, that's mm-hmm. really consciously telling you that you want to devour the white man. You understand? Mm-hmm. Cream on the top is white, brother. That's symbolic of white. That's it. Brother. That's it, brother. By you eating that, it's symbolic. I'm gonna keep eating it too. Yeah, brother. See, I'm gonna keep eating it too. I see. I. I I'll do that. I celebrate all the white man's holidays, too. I celebrate Thanksgiving, yeah, all that see, shit. See, brother, I don't give a fuck. I do all that shit. You have a, a psychosis and a neurosis about the white man. Mm-hmm. See, That's right. Consciousness, though. Trust me, all of y'all done heard these fools say shit just like that off of some damn red velvet cake. When it's simple. Some good ass. I like damn, this fucking red velvet cake. It fucking tasted good. I thought I wanted to indulge in it. Now I That's did. Right. Now... I appease that energy within myself that seeks it. Now I get brought it under control, and it's, it's, it's settled for a while. I don't have to, you know, be uh, overwhelmed with the feeling I need a red velvet cake. You understand? Oh, man, that shit was That's good, though, man. Goddamn. Now, well, I'm going to go in my meditation room, and I'm going to sit in a lotus meditation position away. red velvet cake away. <laughs> It's <laughs> not going to happen because guess what? When you try to do that, the next four or five days after that meditation, everywhere you look, you're going to see the red velvet cake. 
That's right. That's because your subconscious mind is trying to um, show you symbols that, God damn it, I want that red velvet cake. Okay? That's right. Stop ignoring the shit. So you you got to understand these workings when you get in there. The Assassin's Creed movie showed that specifically. You can't avoid who you are. It is who you are, what you are, and it will always manifest and surface. You can't run from that shit, although you try to. You can't run from that shit. Mm-mm. You have to face <clears throat> it. And on the left-hand left path, it is essential to do that. And real quick, on the left-hand path, there's two homes of the left-hand path, two birthplaces of the left-hand path. One, Kemet, through Satus right. and the isolated consciousness and chaos and the pep and the absorption and Sachman, the absorption of the gods and the energy. Okay? And Unas, Pharaoh Unas. Then there's India, and that is through Kali and Shiva. That's right. Which is basically, um, it came forth as Vamachara. Vamachara is the left-hand path of Tantra. And Mm. Vamachara basically is the um, attainment of feminine energy in so many words. It's the attainment of feminine energy and how to work with the feminine energy to tantric principles, okay? And some of their principles, because Vamachara was not a religion. Tantra is not a religion. It has no set ways, dogmas, or things. It became that in time. Originally, there was no dogmas, no set rules, ways, or anything. Vamachara is anti-everything that society makes you conform to, okay? That's right. It's about confronting your own taboos. And that's, Vamachara was the left-hand path, attainment, attainment of <clears throat> enlightenment, so to speak, through endarkment. You went mm. into the dark. In Vamachara, you did everything in the dark. You faced the dark. You did all the work of the dark to bring forth the enlightenment, the intellect of self. Mm. Okay? That, yeah, now, let me throw this in there, too, on that. And we, we've mentioned this several times on previous shows uh that we did a while back, even even like in this same concept and principle to shamanic orders or, or the shamans and Native American spiritual orders because everybody knows if you get initiated, well, I want to say everybody knows, but uh, if you're initiated as a shaman, what the shaman does, he, he takes you into what we know called the sweat lodge and you're, you're given in, in a certain aspect in your initiation, you're given certain natural herbs and hallucinogens to tap into the highest levels of consciousness in your psyche and subconscious mind. And you're told that you must confront every personal demon that is affecting you. And it's, again, I say that symbolically because every issue about yourself, everything you fear, everything you're running from to become a shaman master one has to tap into that. and I mean, they bring it out so you face it. And as we know, the shaman or the witch doctor makes a certain blend that's able to tap into certain psyche and aspects of your mind, taps into certain brain centers, and it brings it out. So everything you, you fear or everything you've been running from or everything you have not addressed about yourself is brought to the surface. Yep. And one goes through an intense ritual in the sweat lodge facing those issues. 
One has to do that in order to become an initiated master. So what, if you see the pattern, you heard Ravana Noon just, just mentioned several things. No matter what culture you go to, when you look at the origin of the core principles and foundations and codes that govern these orders are very similar. I'm not saying they're completely alike because the cultures define how some of these codes and traditions are carried out. But the core base and principles of these orders are all the same. There is no difference. They're the precepts of them are all the same. Real quick, I'm not going to go through all of them. I'm just going to give you the real short version. Um, and I know shortly in about 20 minutes we're going to go to the phone. And I do, uh, I'll, you know, I'm going to take some calls, but I do want to bring in some more females uh, and get some female perspective on this because uh, actually, by the way, just to throw this out there, last week was our, our most highly downloaded show. The downloads were off the chain. Um, I had sent some links out. Um, it was the highest downloaded show, and that's not that's not you know by chance. Um, there's an again example of the power of that feminine energy, and me and Ravana Noon, and like Ravana Noon was saying last week on the show, we had to talk afterwards. I, I hate to say this, and we're not saying this because, and this goes for us too, me and Ravana Noon. We're not saying this because we ain't on that. The black woman is God shit, and. We're going to build up the black woman. Because really, all Negroes that do that, they're just trying to get into your pants, women. That's all that is. How do we know that? Because we did that back in the day. We're not going to front. Um, yeah. So that's, that's not what it's about. We're not saying that because of that. Because most of those groups ain't got no female teachers. And it was good to get females on here last week. But it showed one more important thing, that there's more females on this path doing the work than there are men. I hate to say that, but that's the reality. Yeah. And you heard that last week. Um, so that's, that's important. Uh, also, I see here on the Twitter, and I see some people, i got to acknowledge all the international people, um, just so I don't have to do it at the end. I see uh, live streaming, Facebook, Twitter, and live stream audio. Um, I know Jagasu is always in here, Australia, um, Brazil, Philippines. we got a couple of loyal listeners from Philippines that are in here every week. I know you guys can't see them, but they stream live. We get the, we get the uh, stats afterwards. Uh, so shout out to Philippines, England, London, uh, a lot of the Caribbean, Jamaica, Barbados, Trinidad. Uh, I know we've had St. Vincent in here, um, St. John's, which is Virgin Islands. Uh, who else we got here? Um, France. A couple people listening out in France. So we want to acknowledge all the international listeners. Not sure if I forgot anybody. I know London. I think I said England. Not, not sure if, if I did, but. Uh, so all, all those countries, if I miss you, um, again, yeah, wasn't intentional. I know some of the, you know, they don't have the ability to get on the phone or get in the chat because basically where they're at, so they're able to live stream it. And obviously to stay on the phone would be, you know, way too much money for them. But we do appreciate your support. So I just wanted to take a quick second and stop uh, and acknowledge all the people that are listening, you know, internationally. We definitely appreciate it. And it's a good feeling for us here at Waking Universal Minds um, that the show is just not, you know, within the United States. I mean, it started out that way for the first couple months, but within four or five months' time period, we got this thing all over the globe, and uh, and that's a beautiful thing. And that's our mission here is just to spread the information. We ain't selling you nothing. I ain't got no dust packs or any of that shit to sell you. Um, Brother Ravana Noon ain't got no shit to sell you. Uh, all we want you to do is just pass this information along. That's it. That's the whole purpose of the show. Do the work. Um, that's, the only, that's it. Do the work. Um, but real quick, just to go through some of these, these codes real quick, all right? 
I'll give you the short version. Um, as 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 you heard, Ravana Noon and some of the things that we just talked about, they're, they're, they're very similar in nature. There's not much difference except the culture that they come from. You'll just see the traditions, and the Native Americans have their own traditions. The assassins in the Far East had their own traditions. In Egypt and Kemet, out of the Brotherhood of Set, which is an assassin order, they had their own concepts and traditions, but the principles were the same. What are those principles? This is in all these orders. An inner doctrine is at the heart of all of these secret societies of orders, an inner doctrine. All the group's teachings point to the inner doctrine, which is progressively revealed through the initiatory degrees of the society. So why do you think every week on the show when we do our introduction for newer listeners, you can never know the inner doctrine of any of these orders if you have not been initiated? So anybody that tells you initiation is not important, they're full of shit. Initiation is not important if you don't care to teach about it, if you don't care to really know the inner doctrine of these orders, then it's not important. And if that's not the path you choose. But you can't make a fool of yourself and teach about the inner doctrine of these orders if you've never been initiated. So that's, the, that's, the, that's at the point where initiation becomes important. So again, like we were saying in the beginning of the show, stop going on YouTube and getting your conspiracy, Illuminati. Like the last one I heard was fucking comical. I saw some fool talking about Donald Trump as a high-ranking Mason, and I was just like, man. Niggas will say any old shit because melanated people like to be entertained. So sensationalism catches their intention. And now you got a bunch of uneducated Negroes walking around talking about, yeah, man, Donald Trump is a high-ranking Mason and a member of the Illuminati. Yeah, he, these are the same people that claim to be gods, and now they fear him because Donald Trump got elected. You know, you know me and Brother Mom were talking about this, uh, I think it was yesterday or might have been earlier today. That shit ain't got nothing to do with us. We couldn't give a fuck if Donald Trump was president, I couldn't care if fucking the leader of the Ku Klux Klan was president. Okay, if you understand this path, it, it weighs no bearing. Think about that for a minute. Because you say, well, what do you mean? How could that be? Because, you know, if, you know they're taking over. They don't have Black Lives Matter. You know, they don't have their in- our interest in mind. Yeah, I told you all. You want to combat that bullshit? Go pull up your nationwide statistics about police shootings. Every year for now, going on almost 20 years, more white people are killed by police than black people. You think it's reversed because the only shit they put on the news is when a black person gets shot by the police. So you think in your mind that it's a target for black people. That's done intentionally to get all up in your psyche and fuck with your emotions. I keep telling you all that. Go pull your own research and statistics. How the fuck in the world is if more white people are killed by police every year, how come they're not promoting and publicizing that? Because they don't have an agenda towards white folks. We get it. There is an agenda to captivate the minds and emotions of black folks. So if any, I mean, anything, any fucking incident. Now they had the one recently in North Carolina with the school. I don't know if you all saw that shit. It was yesterday or today. The, 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 uh, it was a Latino cop, by the way, who slammed some young sister to the ground, breaking up a fight. So as long as there's race in it, I can promote it. I can instill fear, anger, all types of emotions. And get you out of your character. Now I got you. You fucked. I can tell you go left, Negro. You go left. Go right, Negro. You go right. Jump. How high, Negro? 10, 15 feet. It's all part of mental slavery. And this, this path is about removing all those fucking illusions and being in control of your emotions and being proactive and not reactive. Because, like I said before, you can march all you want. You can we shall overcome. You can have Al Sharpton come out there. 
Like, yo, black power all you want, it ain't going to do a goddamn thing. You ain't got the weaponry to beat this devil. This devil's laughing at you when you're protesting. What you going to do, come out there with your little pea shooters and your 45s and your 9 millimeters? Yep. And this motherfucker got tanks and Which nuclear is, weapons and high-tech jets. Exactly and you niggas is, yeah, come on. That statement mm-hmm. in Assassin's Creed was so powerful. We do the work in the dark or the light. We do the, that's right. People don't, un, people you don't understand, understand that. that. You, you're fighting in the light. You're protesting in the light. You're doing everything in the light to topple some beast, some system, some order. And all you're doing in the light is making yourself a target. That's it. You work <laughs> in the dark. One of the greatest fears that whoever is in control has and has always had <laughs> is our black magic. Whether you call it voodoo, voodoo, whether you call it uh, Palo, whether you call it uh, whatever tradition, they are afraid of it. This is one of their greatest fears. This is why the only thing they could do to Haiti for years was what? Make, an econo- make them economically poor. Because they had no way to get in there other than to make them economically poor. And that didn't work for centuries, right? That's correct. How did they get in there? Natural disaster. Now they're all up in that country. You get it. They couldn't find a way to penetrate the black magic powers that we have. That is one of their greatest fears. Why do you think they put it in movies all the time? Because they saw how it worked. So they used it against not only black people to make us afraid of, they used it against their own people. And they Correct. used it across the world, across the globe, for every race, ethnic group, and nationality to be afraid of that shit. Because that is the shit that you really work in the dark. You really become a master in the dark, not in the light. Like, hey, look at me. Look at all my tattoos. Look at all my extreme colored green hair. Look at all my extreme piercings. Look at all my, not, I'm not saying tattoos are bad. I'm not saying piercings are bad. I'm saying extreme. Notice the word extreme behind it, right? I mean, in front of it. All this extreme look at me shit. Look at my extreme ankh. The size of a fucking television screen. Look at my extreme <laughs> hairdos that I take my locks and make it into a shape of an unk and walk around the middle of New York City like that. Look at my extreme everything. Now it's extreme skinny jeans for men. What You understand? Extreme everything. This This is not what it's about. It's about doing the work in the dark for the light, the intellect to manifest and grow. And real quick, in order to understand that, this is why we go over this initiatory process sometimes so that some of y'all may have an understanding. Even though you haven't walked through it, we'll explain it better for you. In the dark, all these initiations, whether regardless what order, is always done in the dark, whether you're blindfolded 
before the lights are off. It's always done in the dark. And uh-huh. there's a major reason for that, because when you're sitting there in the dark, your intellect starts to work on a greater, higher level. You'll start to one. You'll start to question, what is that noise? Okay? <coughs> what is that behind me? What is touching me? What is what is this? What is that? You understand? You start to question things on a higher level than when you're able to see it. And in that moment, your intellect bypasses the senses that are in the light. The light tends to dull and numb your senses. It's almost like, like a sixth sense or a super sense activates in the dark. Okay? Mm-hmm. So that's important to understand so while all these people running around, I'm this, I'm that, look at my outfit, look at my this, my that, you're making yourself a target. You work in the dark, in slave times, right? Because people want to talk about slave times so much. In That's slave right, brother. Time, they would escape, or they would go into the forest, or the the village. They would leave the villages that was next to the master's plantation house, and they would go into the woods. And in the woods, they would conduct their secret initiations. They will conduct their magical workings. Don't you understand? This has been done forever. Because Ever. in the dark, you really affect the light. The objective universe is affected in the dark by the working mm-hmm. of... I mean, the subjective universe affects the objective universe. The dark affects the light. Not the other way around. The light dulls your darkness. It makes you numb to yourself. It makes you superficial, and it makes you create a whole new alter ego or character. But in the dark, all that remains is you and you all alone, and only the real you stands there. Nothing else right. can sit there. Not all the fake shit right. you created about yourself, not all the fake shit you told yourself about yourself, not all the shit you created to make yourself feel uh, sound or feel deep or heavy, all that shit fades away in the dark. Try this. Try this tonight, everybody. Well, not tonight. If you're too tired, try it tomorrow. Next time you do a ritual, in the middle of the ritual, blow out the candles. What happens when those candles go out and you're just sitting there in the dark? Mm. (laughs) Will your fear rise up? Will you see shit because you just conjured up some shit in your ritual? And if you see it, what do you do? Are you you strong when the, the candles are on, but are you strong enough when the lights go out? Mm. Try it. Next time you're in the middle of your ritual, blow out the candles and see what happens next. Then log it in your journal or your magical book or your or your shadow book or log it in. To see how all this shit that you've been working on, the fear of the dark probably still remains. I do it every so often. And I just sit perfectly still and I wait. And I wait and wait for whatever manifests from within out to manifest. And I say, oh shit, well, damn, I still got some shit to work on. I thought I was all past that shit. No, some of that shit still remains. 
Right. That's right. All right. So let's get through the last couple of these, and then we'll go to the phones. So that was that was the first one, and and again, the initiatory degrees are through the initiatory degrees, the end of doctrine is revealed. So that puts that to rest. Now, is it mandatory? No, it's not mandatory to be initiated because you you know I've gotten emails and I've dialogued with people. Well, yeah, I don't need to be initiated. That I I I just need to know about it and work with the energy. Well, that's true to an extent. But again, I want to stress this. The reason why we're talking about this in any other order, if you want to teach in particular about the inner doctrines of those orders, then it is required to get initiated. You, we're talking about it from that level. You cannot. You can say whatever the fuck you want. You can say, no, it's not. Well, then how are you going to know the inner doctrine if they're only revealed through the initiatory degrees of the order? So that puts that to rest. Uh, next one. A hierarchical structure presides over the Incremental unveiling of the inner doctrine. As one progresses towards the top of the hierarchy, one presumably knows more than those below. Also, it is assumed of those further up. Now, you notice they use, Wasserman uses the word assumed. Also, it is assumed of those further up in the hierarchy that loyalty to the society and commitment to its principles have been tested through the years of membership. That's not always true. All right, the next one. A set of moral values particularly stresses loyalty to the membership service to the society, respect for the hierarchy and aspiration towards the inner doctrine, uh, meaning suppressing the ego and humbling yourself, which is tough for a lot of people to do. The patience required for the gradual illumination peculiar to the secret society itself is considered part of the moral teaching. Okay? Next one. We've got three more. The development of stable foundation upon which the candidate may continue to build is encouraged by the society's method of progressively revealing secrets. That is gradually unfolding the inner doctrine over time and through the degrees of advancement within the hierarchy. The practical value of this style of teaching to these societies is that it separates the committed from the merely curious. Wow. How many niggas are bandwagon jumpers and they just, they want to know and know, they, they, they're curious, you know, they want to dabble on shit, but they don't want to do the work. They don't want to fully doze themselves in it, but they want to know everything. They don't want to do nothing, but they want to know everything. Well, this is what this is talking about here. This system clearly is set up and designed for that purpose to separate the real, sincere, thorough seekers of the truth from those who are just nosy and curious. That's the main reason of initiation right there. There you go. from the truth. That's right. Uh, the next one, oaths required for receiving of these secrets are standard. You saw that all throughout the movie. Uh, one has to take a series of oaths, and oaths are almost like invoking, because when you take an oath and you recite it, you're basically invoking what that oath represents. So this is why oaths were uh, a standard practice in all of these orders. Um, one would have to take an oath so they understood where they stood in the order, number one, and really the significance of the teachings of that order. That's why one would take the oaths. So oaths required for receiving of these secrets are standard. Historians of the occult and some occultists themselves have scoffed at the majestic and terrible oaths which with the most commonplace knowledge was revealed to initiates. The technique serves to weed out the unfit why is this done? Why are the rituals done? Why are oaths taken and initiations done? 
is your answer right there. To weed out the unfit. However, and to develop the virtue of silence within the fit. <laughs> During the historical periods discussed in this book, secrecy meant the difference between life and death. You know, you know what, what, snitches get stitches. You got a bunch of pillow talking motherfuckers. They can't, you know, they can't keep secrets. You know, we got a bunch of pillow talkers. You know what I mean? This is what this is talking about. Silence. Knowing how to exercise that silence. Last one. A curriculum provides the intellectual and psycho-spiritual methods by which the candidate is better prepared to understand the inner doctrine. This will include the study of recommended literature and the practice of meditation and ritual. All right? So those are just six simple keys that you're going to find in all of these mystical orders, secret societies, uh, especially the Order of the Assassins. Those are the core foundations of what make this order up. Okay, so... That's clear as day. And again, you can correlate those principles to whether it's any of the Egyptian mystery systems, be it the Brotherhood of Set or Satuk, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, dealing with any of the assassin orders, whether it's dealing with, as we mentioned a few minutes ago, the Native American shamans use these same principles. Um, they're all structured the same way. There is an inner doctrine and one strives through a various level of trials, tribulations, and rituals and tests to show that they're worthy of getting the information of that inner doctrine. Okay? That's right. Let me so that, also add that. Yeah, go ahead. Real quick. Sure. Um, we should feel privileged. Many of us should be feeling privileged today that those systems, temple mystery school systems, are not in place. And the reason why I say that is because it was something to what Benidi alluded to in in the uh, revealing of those six principles. It was to separate the fake from the true. Most That's of right. what we know today, 90% of that we would never have gotten freely like we do in today's time. Most of that was kept sacred within the mystery schools because it was not meant for everybody. So, we, f we should feel privileged that that is not still in place because many of us would not have this knowledge, this information, and these initiatory rights as we do today that we can practice on our own self without having to join a group order or organization. Understand right. that. This was not for the masses. It never has been. And never will be. Never will be. Even That's now, right. to this day, we can get on the show, we can talk for hours, and you still will only have a certain limited amount of people that listen in and it will do the work. Because it's never Correct. been meant for the masses. And even when you reveal some of this information, it still will not be for the masses. They will not understand it. They will not adhere to doing the work or anything else. So... We should all feel very privileged that you're able to obtain this because maybe 300 years ago, you wouldn't get this shit for nothing unless you were right. able, willing, tried, tested, and proven by walking through these 
initiatory rites and mystery schools. That's right. Excellent point. Um, so, all right, uh, like I say, I think that gives a good core essence breakdown uh, of these orders and the assassin order and how it really, you know, everything really resonates out from there. So I think we've, we've gone over uh, a decent enough material. We're going to go ahead and go to the phones. We're going to take some phone calls. Uh, if you have questions, and for those that are just online in the chat and they are not on the phone, um, you could go ahead and type some questions in now, and we'll we'll address those. We'll bounce back and forth from the phone uh, to the chat room. Um, if you are just in the chat room and you want to get on the call and you'd like to be uh, heard, whether you have a question or a comment, if you go right down to the bottom of your page, the call-in information is right there on the bottom. Uh, you would dial one seven two four. Four 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 seven four four four. It's going to ask you for the call ID. That's that number right next to it. One three four seven seven eight pound. And then it's going to ask you for your pin, which is just simply number one uh, pound symbol. One pound. Um, so that's again, if you were just online and you're not on the phone or the call, that's the way you can get yourself on the call and be on both um, to. The people that are on the call, uh, as we say, unmute your phone, because um, if we call you out and your phone is not muted, we're not going to be able to hear you. Um, so that's that's critical and that's key. I know we got to keep saying it every week. Uh, it is better if you do take a minute to actually register and get a screen name, because then we can identify you by your screen name. Uh, if you don't have a screen name and you're on the call, all we can see is the state you're calling from. It doesn't show us a number or a name. So we just call, our cue call is in by their state. So if you just hear your state being called, speak it. And if it's you, we'll be able to hear you. Uh, so having said that, I just want to go over the rules of engagement uh, as far as that. So make sure your phones uh, are, are not muted. Uh, well, I know somebody just typed in Alchemist. Somebody just typed in. Well, you would have to mute your phone yourself when you call, and it, it gives you the option. It tells you the numbers to mute yourself. So you 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 would know if you hit the. I'm not sure what number mute is. Um, you would know if you were if you were muted. We would, we wouldn't be able to hear you, and I'm not sure what number you unmute yourself. Um, but you shouldn't have to unmute yourself unless you, you know, put yourself there. But anyway. Having said that, let's go to the phone. Uh, let's take brother uh, Seth Atna. We got you on the line, brother. What's going on? Hey, greetings, brother. Greetings. Greetings, brother. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, 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 I really enjoying this show, man. I, the, the more, the more we expand on this show, is the more I feel really grateful to be in this position at this time of my life. Mm-hmm. You don't love experiencing this type of energy and vibration. And um, nice. in I typed in, got a boat online, uh, what we were discussing about the masculine and feminine energy. Um, mm-hmm. I sort of, you know, in, in understanding, from my understanding, it seemed that it's, it is very difficult for one to be able to determine masculine and feminine energy from just a male and female physical character or physical person. 
But mm-hmm. it seems from what Rosanna was sharing too, it's talking about the varying degrees of vibration that one experiences. So right. um, what I was sharing here, it seemed to me like only the one who is experiencing, or I shouldn't use the word only, but the one who is experiencing this type of energy or this type of um, architect energy will determine within himself whether what he's experiencing, whether it's female or, or male, based on the architect energy that he's experiencing at this particular time. For example, um, Kali. Um, mm-hmm. If one is experiencing that energy of Kali, well, no, um, based on on the the, the 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 level of vibration, we'll know, well, okay, this is a feminine type energy that I'm experiencing. Or someone who has fully, or who are, I shouldn't use the word fully, but who have understood the, this whole concept of feminine masculine energy will be able to, to de- de- detect it. So you really have to master that understanding in terms of um, what your own experience, if, um, mm-hmm. for you to determine whether an individual that you are observing um, is experiencing this masculine or feminine type. Energy. Correct. I if I'm correct. correct you know, yeah, uh, brother Vano, you want to comment on that since he was talking about that? Uh, repeat some of what he said to me because I couldn't hear him clearly. His his phone sounded muffled on my side. So, what was he basically yeah, re- asking? Repeat the last part, uh, Brother Seth Abner. Yeah, you you kind of faded towards the end a little yeah. bit there. The last part that you said. Yeah, well, uh, the last part that is uh, what I was sharing is that um, one who is experiencing this masculine or feminine um, architect energy. Um, could only determine it based on the architect energy that he is experiencing. Uh-huh. But he cannot experience a particular energy and say, okay, this is a female energy that I'm experiencing because, because based on this, this society and um, conceptualization of what feminine should be like or what masculine should be like. Because what we're saying is that a feminine energy could be just as aggressive or more aggressive than a masculine-type energy. You see what I'm saying? So uh-huh. if I'm experiencing, say, for example, Kali, the energy of Kali, I, because I am experiencing energy, I could, I could determine to myself, oh, this is, this is something feminine that I'm experiencing. Or, for example, Beniti, you who may have had some sort of groundation or grounding in that type of understanding, could be able to look at me and say, yeah, you are experiencing that female aspect type of energy. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got you. You got that, Ravonna? Somewhat, yeah. <laughs> well, what I can you tell you, what I, what I can tell you is this. Um, our perceptions and our preconceived notions of what feminine and masculine energy is can cause confusion. So we will look at things like either Kali or Lilith or Hecate or one of these feminine energies working, um, manifesting in our um, 
sorcery or magical workings, and it can bring confusion as far as what it actually is working with us because we may think of the feminine principle as being in, in motherly, loving, caring. That's just one aspect of the feminine principle. You have the warrior side and everything else. And it can bring confusion because we're so used to the warrior side being uh, depicted and portrayed as masculine. Okay? But that's not necessarily always the case. What happens, though, is that whatever energy is working with you, it's because you're deficient in that area within your life. So this is what is attracted to you. In other words, not attracted to you, but your subconscious mind is attracted to the symbolism of that archetype because it is what is necessary in your present-day life to work with. And unfortunately, in this society, men need to work more of the feminine energy than the masculine because this society is so masculine-oriented and they go about doing their best to destroy the feminine energy in every aspect. This is why in a lot of movies, they're always killing the witch, they're always killing the female, they're always killing that because that's symbolic of them trying to destroy the feminine energy because they don't understand it instead of embracing these things. So um, a lot of times the confusion comes in because we really don't have an understanding of masculine and feminine. But let's say we were at a ritual, and it was a group ritual, and, and some energy uh, rode upon the back of that individual, let's say, or mounted that individual. How could we tell us the feminine energy in that person? It's by its movement how they move, how they manifest themselves in their movement, in their in their way of speaking and everything else. That doesn't mean that you're going to look like a fruity tootie because a feminine energy just manifested inside you and you're a man. What happens is the way you move, the way you speak, will tend to give notice of what energy is there because some of these feminine energies that manifest come down as the warrior, as the warrior's energy and Unless you really know the symbols of that individual, you'll be confused and can't really figure out what the hell is there. You understand? So, I mean, from what I could hear and what I can make out, that's just what the angle I'm coming from, Brother Benini. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, just going to kind of piggyback off of what you said. Um, like you said, the movement manifestations, I mean, you could look at that uh in, in many different cultures uh like for an example you know we've experienced this and other people may have um especially in the ifa practices uh you'll see sometimes uh a male depending on their path of oshun um my particular path of oshun obviously deals more with the the warrior sorcerer uh magician oshun because remember oshun is not just sexuality and materialistic pleasure but I have witnessed, for an example, the most masculine man who does have a very uh, feminine in nature, physical feminine in nature, path of Oshun. And like you say, they tap into a certain aspect of the energy, and I've, I've seen them move in their body movements kind of like females. Um, so it's really defined. When we say the, the frequencies and the vibrations of the energies when tapping into archetypes, uh, whether they you know, resonate a masculine or feminine energy is going to be 
perceived by the individual and how they tap into the frequency of that energy. Um, but I can I can attest to uh, again if if I refer to sacrament when I invoke when I invoke sacrament uh, a, a, a power comes over me that I can't even put into human words where I feel like I could just walk through fucking walls and pick people up with two fingers and it creates an energy where you just want to take a sword and start chopping people's fucking heads off um, and that's a feminine energy now that's a feminine energy but you're tapping into a different frequency of it. Um, so I, I also believe, depending on what you're working with and what, what particular reason, is also going to define and determine how you tap into the frequency and vibration of that energy. Because, remember, a lot of these, uh, you know, archetypes have different attributes or paths that they do work with. I mean, most of them are defined by, uh, you know, a core principle, uh, whether it's Kali, Sekhmet, uh, Set, um, all of them are defined by their core principles and what they represent, but they do have other aspects to them. So that's also going to determine and factor in how one perceives the masculine and the feminine energy. Now, again, what we would term as feminine on the physical realm has a very feminine vibe to it. I'm going to tell you in my experiences, a lot of the masculine, a lot of the male archetypes to me resonate what I would what I would perceive on the physical realm as feminine, it gives me the same vibration, the same frequency. Whereas what I would determine on the physical realm as being warrior and aggressive and masculine and manly, I get that more working with archetypes on the spiritual or the subjective realm. So Ravana Noon alluded to something earlier. They're they're always it's always about suppressing that energy, whether it's Hollywood making movies whether it's the chauvinistic aspect in most religions and dogmas and cultures where the woman is suppressed. It's not just that the physical woman is being suppressed, but they're suppressing what the true meaning of that feminine energy really represents. Um, and, and this is all done intentionally to, to, to put this in your mind and still create the illusion of, of really what it is you're really tapping into. So, yeah, I mean, I would just kind of, uh, you know, piggyback again, just kind of piggybacking and adding a little bit to what Brother Ravana Noon said. But keep this in mind. I'm going to leave you this last one, uh, Seth After Always keep this in mind. Mm-hmm. Everybody's going to perceive it a little bit different. Nobody's going to perceive it exactly the same way. And, and, and that's important to understand. So we can never lose sight of that. There's not one particular way to perceive it. Because um, you're gonna you're gonna come from your experiences. I'm gonna come from my experiences. Ravana Noon just shared some of his experiences and perceptions on it. We can get somebody else on the phone, and they might give us a whole nother breakdown. Um, and guess what? They're all right. There's no such thing as right or wrong on this path. It's just simply about tapping in to the vibration and frequency of what you're perceiving. Because how you perceive that frequency and vibration is gonna define your definition or explanation of it. You understand? And that's important to understand when working any system of magic. So hopefully that helps you there, good brother. Uh, that, that is really good. That was good. Um, cool. Yeah. Cool. Black power, brother. Say black power 109 times before you go to bed tonight, and I guarantee you, you're going to wake up, you know, a new man. Trust me when I tell you that. Yeah. Just chant it. Chant it until the sun comes up, brother. Chant it until the sun comes up. <laughs> anyway, all right. We appreciate the call, brother Seth. Anything else you want to add, or or are you good? 
I'll have to call you probably tomorrow. Uh, okay. All right, we'll we'll build, we'll build, brother. Appreciate the call. All right. All right. All right. Let me bring this sister in. I believe this is my good sister, uh, the Alchemist. Can you hear me, Alchemist? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? I can hear you, sister. How you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you. Thank you. Good. I just want to say thank you, brothers. I I really do appreciate you all. Um, I haven't been on here for a while, but I have been downloading um, the messages. It's, it's been very powerful for me. That's okay. That's good. Good. I, um, I just, you know, I as far as, as the shows, the things that you, the brothers have went over and you have shown me, for me, the the triad of darkness, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think I've shared with you, um, Brother Benita, you know, when I Yes, I you first, did did my ritual it was was overpowering for me and mm-hmm. I, I mean actually i i love it really i just every day all day you know mm. my main thing is to get get back to doing my banishing ritual and get into mm-hmm. my ritual I, I can't i can't think of anything else i don't want to be bothered with nobody talking no bullshit <laughs> i don't want to be right. wasting no time i want to get back <laughs> Do my rituals right. into my meditation because go, going that route. I mean, I I wrote some sigils, you know, mm-hmm. and it's it's been absolutely remarkable. I mean, just just powerful to say the right. least. And uh, what I want to ask you a couple of things, and and like I say, uh, me me and the sister alchemist, I think we you first contacted me, but it, it was a couple months back. I can't remember exactly. Sometime in the summer, I want to say. I'm going to mm-hmm. say, am I correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, you know, at that time, I'm, we're not going to get into detail about the particulars, but anyway, at that time, he was going through um, different different things were going on. We'll just keep it short and simple. But I want to back up to something you said about the uh, the triad of darkness. Um, if you can just share just maybe what you felt, uh, you know, briefly, you ain't got to get into detail because ritual, some of it is personal and it doesn't need to be shared with everybody. But what, like, what, what did you experience? What did you feel? Uh, I'm also, let's go back really to the first time you did the ritual. Um, kind of what did you get out of it and, 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 and kind of how did you feel and, and what were you thinking, kind of what was going through your mind? If you could just, you know, briefly elaborate, share it with the listeners. Okay. Well, the, the very first time I did it, I was, I was really excited. You know, I didn't, honestly, I didn't prep well. I just kind of jumped right in. You know, mm-hmm. and when I jumped right in, it was like a rush. And what came over me was, do your banishing ritual first. You know, mm-hmm. so I'm like, I'm like, whoa, okay. I I totally just went, I just went haywire with that. And that, my bad. Let me let me start over. So the next day, you know, I did my banishing ritual. I remember Brother Ron Noon said that is very important, and it is. And I invoked the triad of darkness and I was I was just I was overwhelmed. I was a little disoriented. Um couldn't really I I, I just was disoriented. It wasn't that I couldn't handle it that you know, mm-hmm. but I was just I had never experienced anything like that in my life. And I welcomed it. 
you know, I'm like, hey, okay, you know, this is good. You know, this is this is good. This is another level. This is real. I'm I want more of this. So okay. You know, that was my very first experience. Afterwards, you know, that began to subside. I didn't have the the lightheadedness, the airy the uh, airy feeling. I didn't have that anymore. Um, as I began to embrace all of it. Okay. Uh, so that's pretty much okay. it in a nutshell. Okay. And, and the last thing I want to ask you, since since you, you know, started working some aspects of this path now, um, just briefly, what kind of what kind of changes has it brought about, you know, within you and and just in general, uh if you could just briefly throw a few things out there, what you know, what would you say has changed about yourself and kind of what you got going on right now in your life? Um well, before before I got started with the invoking the triad, uh, things were moderately peaceful, um, mm-hmm. but the home was in a disarray, so to speak. You know, it was peaceful enough that I could do the ritual, but still in a disarray. Okay. When I be when I began to invoke the triad of darkness, change I had changed. I had things that I had to do because in order for the situation around me to change, I had to change. Right. So, you know, instructions for me to be more open and and receive the individuals in the home had to come out of me, which was a good thing. My my reaction, I really wanted them out of the house. Certain people mm-hmm. I wanted out of the house. And that mm-hmm. was that was pressing on my on my heart, I wanted them out. They needed to be out. But in my meditation, you know, and invoking, I had to embrace them. Well, I did just that. I embraced them. In my embracing them, it opened up everybody's eyes in that house, and they left. Mm-hmm. I do you remember know, you telling me that. Yep. Right. So mm-hmm. that was a plus. The whole atmosphere of the home changed because mm-hmm. I changed. You know, I'm, right. I'm holding, I'm, I'm wanting to change, but I'm not going about it the right way until gotcha. I went and performed my ritual. Once I've done mm-hmm. my ritual, then the home, and then I'm changing. Now the home is changing. Now mm-hmm. from when I talk to you then to now, peaceful. Love in the household. And now I know, you know, everybody talk about Thanksgiving, Christmas, and yeah, we we know what we do. You know, we That's know right. what we do. But, That's right. I mean, for Christmas, the best Christmas for me was my family was together. That was the best. Mm. And we weren't at odds, and we weren't arguing, fussing and fighting. We were all nice. sitting down playing a board game. Nice. That was best for me. Cool. So, I, I it's 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 a tremendous it's just tremendous for me what you brothers are doing so to for me to come back to remembering myself to understanding mm. my craft who i am mm. you know to make right. changes to under, for me to understand that i am really a god really that's right that i make that's changes right. you know right. within me going in my subconscious mind me make changes, you know, mm. and to actually see it, it's like 
it's almost like a movie. I'm 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 just basking <laughs> in it, really. You know, and that's awesome. that's why when I'm when I'm out and about, I and you know, I just I can't wait for the quiet moments. Everybody's out the house. Okay, I gotta get back. I gotta get my <laughs> get my ritual. I gotta meditate. You know, I can't wait. I just it's the first thing on my mind. You know, so I just <clears throat> I just really want to say thank you. You know, I'm I'm really looking forward to what else is coming up out of me. You know, I'm, I'm mm. looking forward to it. You know, so mm. yeah, I just I just want to thank you, brothers, greatly, tremendously. Appreciate it, appreciate it. L- l- let me say this to you before we let you go. You know, I always tell everybody this. Also, thank yourself. Um, don't forget that because, like I said before, uh, you know, you're the one that's got to take the the initiative to do the work. And what we like to hear, me and brother Ravana, known is when people call in sharing their results. Uh, that's, that's, that's why we do the show for everything you just talked about. Um, to hear it, and, and I personally know in dialoguing with you since back in the summer, and, and we'll communicate sometimes through text since that, since that couple conversations we've had, and, you know, you shared a lot of experiences with me and things that started to happen to you. And, and I know you weren't on last week's show, but that transition period, once you get over that hump, and I know you went through some stuff in the beginning, um, just to see people get through that like you just described, and now, you know, you you, you, you kind of going down that road and, and looking forward to it now, it, it's a beautiful thing. So that's that, that's all we need to hear. So we're grateful to hear that. But, again, make sure you, you don't just thank us. Make sure you thank yourself because you're the one that's got to do the work and, and make sure you take some credit for that too. Um, we're just, we're just tools for it. We ain't really got nothing to do with it. We just, we just share it, but it's, it's, it's pointless if we share it and, and you don't put it into practice. But anyway, appreciate you sharing that with us and calling in and, uh, you know, hopefully we can see you again soon on the show when you're able to. We appreciate it, sis. Thank you. Yes, I will thank myself. Thank you, brothers. And I, yeah, I will be back. I'll keep in touch. Right. You got it. Peace. Peace. Uh, anything you wanted to add to that, brother Flamenuno? Should we go to the next call? No. Uh, one thing that did come to my mind because we spoke about this earlier today um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. of vampire magic because try the darkness mm. related to the vampire magic. Um, oh yeah. People have this misconception of vampire magic is just absorbing energy from people. That's that's right. That's not totally correct. Vampire magic is. A, Absorbing energy from anything and everything, from the sun to the moon to the grass to whatever is around you, it's all emanating a life force or frequency that you can tune into and absorb that energy. So don't always think it's about draining energy from a person and things like that because some mm-hmm. some of that shit could be a little um, iffy Definitely. sometimes. You could try to tap and drain some energy from a person, and that person could be fucked up. Then start feeling fucked up yourself (laughs) a uh, few minutes later. That's because you took some of that energy that you shouldn't have, and that individual's vibration frequency was so fucked up, fucked you up. So it's always good that you understand that you can absorb energy from anything and everything in and around you to... Uh, absorb and charge yourself up. It just doesn't have to be people. A vampire is a living uh, being that absorbs life energy from anything and everything. Now, you may say, well, damn, that's kind of wrong. No, 
Doesn't the tree absorb your energy when it takes in your carbon? Oh, shit, be careful, man. Be careful, it? tree hugger. Tree hugger's on the call, man. I know yeah, she yeah, can yeah, hear you. Yeah, be yeah, careful. Yeah, this for her. This for her. She 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 happy now. She knows she can absorb that energy from the tree, so <laughs> she good. But anyway, but yeah, the tree absorbs your energy because it takes in your carbon residue, right? You're going to convert that shit to oxygen, right? Well, correct. that's called cycle of life, and this is how absorption of energy works. So the whole thing is just re- uh, related to one thing. Another thing, understand this, vampire magic, when you work it, you should push yourself to be of good health. Why is that important? Because the work you do as a vampire magician or sorcerer, I like to say sorcery, as a vampire sorcerer is incumbent on the fact that your body is of good health because some of the shit that you work and some of the stuff you do, if your health is not up to par, it can have side effects that are not beneficial for you. So as vampire sorcerers, we push ourselves and challenge ourselves to be healthier than we were yesterday, okay? We make sure that um, we keep all parts of ourselves functioning correctly. And another thing that is not commonly, we haven't commonly gone in-depthly into this, but we will probably do another show on this, vampire and sex magic. Or mm. vampire tantrism. It's important. Uh, to I, 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 well. I don't know, brother. I don't, I don't know, brother. Hold up, man. Slow your roll, brother. Slow your roll. <laughs> and vampire tantrism or sex magic is important to understand how that works in relation to sexual intercourse. So understand but that. Here's, just, well, here's the here's the thing we should do with that though. We discussed this. We should actually fall back and let the females do that shit. Yeah, you understand what I'm saying? Me. Yeah. Let's because, see how freak the sisters can be. Nice well, yeah, not just that, but we that, but also the fact that instead of hearing dudes talk about it, uh, you know, let's get that angle of it. Um, and yeah, we'll get into all that. That's definitely something we got in the making, but yep. that's going to take it to a whole nother fucking level. Trust me when I tell you that's going to open some fucking doors that people don't want to open about themselves. Um, but it needs to be needs to be addressed, though. We definitely definitely needs to be addressed. All right. Let's go to the next call. I'm going to bring another sister in right now. Let me see if I can get on the phone. Where'd she go? I think she goes right there. Uh, I, do, I, I do see Sister Sonya on here. I'd like to bring her in. I do see Tree Hugger on here. Texas, a.k.a. Tree Hugger. That's your nickname for life, unfortunately. That was your fault because you gave yourself that nickname. Don't, don't hold us responsible for that. Uh, but I want to bring this sister in right now, um, Darker, Darker Bis Goddess. Can you hear me? Sister, can you hear me? Darker, darker bitch goddess, can you hear me? You on the call? Can you hear me? Yeah. Can you hear me? Oh. Yeah, I can, can hear you. Me? We got you now. Okay. We got you. We can, we can hear you. What's going on, sis? Oh, I'm listening to the show. It's a great show tonight. I've been enjoying everything I'm hearing. Cool, cool. So what I want to do is introduce you to the listeners because actually uh, this, uh, yeah, I know this sister personally. She's here locally and, you know, we've done some work together. Um, and she's got some experiences. And if you can share with some of the listeners um, some of the things you went through and some of the things we're talking about tonight, because I know you can resonate with some of it, but more so you heard the sister before, and I know you're going, you're traveling the path now, and 
if you can share kind of, uh, you know, some of the things you went through in the beginning because the transition stage, you know, obviously is the most crucial point. So maybe you can share some of, some of, some of the things that you went through, uh, you're dealing with, et cetera. Okay. Um, well, I'm still definitely going through a lot of things um, because as I'm walking this path, I'm finding out um, a lot about myself. A lot of illusions that I've had are being smashed. Mm. But I, um, you know, I started about, I guess, November, middle of November. And so immediately things started to change. Once I, like, made a commitment and um, was like, you know, I'm ready to, I try pretty much everything out there, Hindu, Buddhism, Grew up as a Jehovah's Witness, New Age, Metaphysics. I mean, the nines, I did everything. And <clears throat> Ifa, I did all that. Um, so uh, when I started working this path, immediately things started to change and things started to shift. And I heard y'all say many times, like, uh, it's not what you want, it's what you need. And so That's right. <laughs> I got hit with some hard things and um, dealing with my children, that was it, that was difficult. Mm-hmm. But um, right. it's making me stronger. I'm seeing things um, more as they are. It, we needed the, the time, you know, to be able to work on myself and um, them to be able to work some things out. Um, I noticed, like, things like with my business, I was being illusional with that. I was mm. running a half-assed business, basically. <clears throat> wow. So, um, wow. You know, in working the path, I started um, incorporating things like sigils, rituals, um, um, invocation. I'm working with that, embracing and embodying the different types of energies and um, that I carry and have always carried. Um, this path has given me clarity, like clarity, mm-hmm. the answers. You know, I went through all these different systems, searching and seeking for myself. I guess I was going outside of self, um, but I've always been connected to a, a, a darker path. But I was running away from that. So this mm-hmm. path has shown me so much in a short period of time. Um, it has not been all pleasant, <laughs> but I'm learning well, to also ride, <laughs> ride the waves of that energy too. But I'm glad you said that though. It's not, and, and we don't want to paint a false illusion. So like you say, when it's not all pleasant, I just, I just want to be clear with the listeners. Yes. And if you, if you could clarify, it's real. and I know when you, right. If I say it, correct me if I'm wrong. But I, I would I would say that when you're saying it's not pleasant, or uh, you know, I want you to be clear with the listeners, it's not pleasant because of some of the shit you have to face. Am I correct in saying that? Well, be correct. more specific. Okay, cool. Yeah, sure that... yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, some of the things that I bring up, you know, out of the dark about myself um, are hard to face. But um, in the same token, it's like right behind that comes the this most beautiful experience and this. Uh, clarity and this wisdom that comes with it that um, uh-huh. makes it all worth it. So I guess I should, should say um, uncomfortable. It's really uncomfortable cool. at times. And um, facing self, but like I said, I'm still coming up on these really powerful um, spiritual transcendence. Uh-huh. And um, it's just been really deep, like I said. I mean, but like I said, what's really cool, I must admit, is embodying and embracing the energies that I carry. Um, finding out more about self with that, not running away from self, but running to self. Um, That's right. Yeah, and then like the other sister was saying, I get excited about the rituals. I get excited about the nighttime. (laughs) You know, so um, 
it's just been beautiful for me. Cool, cool. And I'm glad you said that because you, you should never, ever, like you said, it's it's not comfortable sometimes, it's not pleasant. It should always, always be that, you know, that, that challenge. Um, you should never be fully 100% comfortable because that's how you keep yourself uh, challenged, and that's what this path does. And I know we've discussed that. It, it definitely keeps you challenged at all times. Uh, but, again, it's good to hear again from somebody um, sharing growth experiences and especially, you know, when we know somebody is here locally, uh, you know, Brother Ravana Newman has met you. And so it's nice when we know people locally in addition uh, to people that, you know, maybe in other states. Uh, but it's it's good to see the groan, hear the groan from everybody. Um, so I'm glad you shared that with us and, you know, most definitely appreciate it. we got to get you uh, involved in more of these women panels that we're going to start having, um, get yeah. your feedback. So most definitely. Um, but is there anything else you wanted to add or anything else you want to say um, before we let you go? Um, no, I'm good. I appreciate right. you guys. Appreciate you guys. It was a good show tonight. All right. We definitely appreciate you, sister, and we'll talk to you soon. All right. Peace. All right. Peace. Speak, speaking of the nighttime, brother, I'm looking up, and there were Ryan Starcast laces above my head, brother. I'm spooky, brother. That's just... Oh, shit. Oh, the ships are coming for you, Vic. Stay, yeah. If you stand right under the Orion constellation, the spaceships are going to come scoop you up. They're going to take you. They're going to take you to the. Yeah, you're going to. You, they're going to take you to the planet Coon. They're going to take you to the planet Coon. That's where they're going to take you, brother. brother. Yeah, planet Coonosaurus. That's where you're going, brother. All right, let's see if we can get another call in here. We go random. Um, try to get my sister Sonia on, but she she don't want to come on. She's grumpy. I don't know what's going on. I was going to plug her in. I guess she doesn't want to come on. I'm just messing with you, Sonia. Uh, let's see if we can uh, go. Let's see what this call is right here. Let's go to, uh, we got a call on the line from Connecticut. It says Connecticut. You're on the call. Oh, uh, hello? Yes, hello? you're on the call. How are you doing? Uh, yes. How are you guys doing? Um, I have two questions for you, okay? I listened to you. This is. I think it's my second time listening to you guys. Okay. My oh, okay, but like the young brother. Well, what is it, brother B- Benet Binti? What's your name, honey? I'm brother Benedian, and there's Ravana Noor. Okay, Ravana Noor. Okay, he mm-hmm. was talking about you can draw energy from anything, which is true. Everything has energy. Okay, but not only can you draw the energy. I mean, you know, we have energy, but you can feel other people's energy. And like you say, other people's energy can, if you tap into them, some energy are draining, right? But I want to ask you one question. Is, isn't there some energy you should stay away from that yeah. leave you feeling that way? Yeah, of course. Like, okay, you can try to tap into some energy. Uh, let's say that individual is a serial killer. How would you know? You understand? The only way you start knowing is when your intuition or your intuitive senses are wide open. You can feel, ah, this shit doesn't feel right. This feels right. kind of wrong, this energy. So definitely you want to stay away from individuals of that nature. Any nature that you feel is subversive to you or just downright, um, you know, uh, not sitting well with you, you definitely stay away from stuff like that. Um, that you know, that's why I try to say that earlier because I don't want people to have this misconception that it's just wide free, 
wide open, you know, take energy, absorb energy from everything and anything. Right. You got to be wise in what you do because it's not a path of being ignorant. It's a path of being wise. So you got to be wise in how you do, where you do, and who you do as far right. as absorption of energy because some people are just effed up, period. I mean, I don't give a damn what they do. they just effed up. And if you tap into that, guess what you're tapping into? That kind of, same kind of energy can be absorbed by you, and then you're feeling effed up. You understand? So uh, Yeah. Now, here's another question. You didn't um, touch on the sexual part, but I'm saying this, and I was telling a young lady this, you know, and how can I put this? I'm trying to put it, you know, but anyway, like I told her, be careful who you go to bed with, you see, because women are receivers, okay? And do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, of course. But, but because any time you get up and someone, uh, the sperm is left in your body, okay, you have to be careful who you hook up with and have sex with. Because that's why you see women, some women go crazy. Um, some women don't know what to do with themselves. Mm-hmm. And I was telling this, you know, young lady this, and... um. She was saying, oh, really, really? I said, yeah. She said, well, how do you know this? I said, well, if you lived as long as I have, you know, you'll know certain things. And not only that, you have experienced certain things. Yep. You know, and I don't care what, um, I, my stepfather, he was a wizard. Okay. I'm not talking about no play, play wizard like you see on cartoons. Right. This man could talk to you on the phone and tell you certain things, what you had on, and he hasn't seen you in, in, in six months. Okay? He can, there's certain things that, um, well, he didn't really talk to us about them, but, you know, certain little things he could hit on. But there's certain stuff that you can't tell everybody because you're on a different level. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I understand. And, and look, when it comes to sex, Right, the, um, we're gonna, we've done class on this before, and we're going to do another one, but it's mostly going to be the females talking about it. Mm-hmm. We always hear the man side of sex, so we need to hear the female side. But definitely, a woman is, this is why a world over, a woman's sy- synonymous with the symbol of the moon. What mm-hmm. does the moon do? The moon absorbs it's, the energy of the sun, casts its own light, right? Right. So a woman is absorbing a man's energy during sex a lot of times, okay? And that man is poisonous, let's say, to her. Right. That residue of that energy stays within her for a long length of time. So in this path, you learn to be, yes, you can be sexually open. What I mean by that is you're in touch with your sexual energy. You're in touch with your sexual desires but you're more selective than ever before. It's not like you freestyle and say, well, God damn, I'm wide open now. No, you don't. Tap whatever comes my way and smash no. it up. No. It's no. about the fact that you're going to be more wise Why? and selective and say it has to be common-like energies, common similar interests and things of that nature. If I'm going to work this and we're going to get into a level of sex, it has to be something there that is more alike than conflicting because that will totally throw me off if it's conflicting. So definitely when you work with sexual energy and things like that, you on this path you become more selective, more wise in your choices on what you do. As opposed to when we were younger, we were just freestyling, 
no matter how much we thought we knew, we were freestyling, right? You get older, you get experiences, right. you're more selective, like, eh, and you get more um, skilled at reading people yes. as you get older. You read yeah. them quicker and faster, like, eh, they're full of shit, not effing with this person, you understand? And I think that that that's one of the most common misconceptions that people say, well, you know, I'm tapping more into my sexual energy now, and they say, yeah, but you, you also learn to be more wise and selective right. because everybody's not just for you like that. Just because you're attracted to them, just because you're horny for them, does not mean that it's necessarily beneficial for you. If that person can have a lot of crap that may be uh, chaotic to your life at that moment and not chaotic in a in a way that helps you grow, chaotic in a way that's going to destroy everything that you're right. living right now. So right, definitely. You know, and, yeah, people like your dad and other people like that, no. that's common. But as people become more receptive to their abilities and powers, we'll all start tapping into the ability to be wizards and witches. And you understand? Because this is something that runs in our in our ancestry, in our DNA. Yes, that's what I started to say. You can be born into it. Right. You, you can actually inherit uh, what you're talking about. Because, and, and it's not what they say it is, the stuff on TV, um, the little cartoons you make, because he actually makes things move. Yep. You understand yep. what I'm saying? People but, have that ability. Yes, yes, he actually made things move. And you can be born into this. Like, you can, all your life, you have this thing, you'll say something, and it'll happen. But um, but you know what? It's good, but you should also tell people to be careful also because if their mind is not geared up to it, or if they're, like you say, you have to be physically and mentally, am I right? Yep. Fit to deal with what uh, you and Brother Benita is talking about. Exactly. You know, because if you're not, you'll go crazy. That's why we always say make sure you do the work and make sure you deal with your issues problems, wounds, pains, That's traumas right. before you get deeper into this work. Because if you don't, all that stuff can and will affect you and can hurt you in the process. Yes, in the long, mm-hmm. yes. Okay, thank you, brother. Right. You all have a no problem. Time. And right. I'm not going to no say problem. black power because you ain't going to tell me 109 times. <laughs> I'm already black power. <laughs> all right, sister. Yeah, goodbye. Okay, you Appreciate too. It. You got it. You got it. All right, appreciate that call. All right, good stuff, good stuff there. Uh, let's go to the next call. Let's bring in, uh, hopefully I'm saying the name right, uh, just says uh, Nichelle 13, if I'm saying that right. Are you on the call? Can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you. It's Nichelle. Nichelle, okay. So I want to make sure I didn't want to butcher it. Uh, you're on the call. If you got a question, comment, anything you want to say, uh, feel free. You got it. First of all, you was calling me Miller, Tennessee before last week. Oh, oh, okay. You got a screen name now. All right, sis, how you doing? Okay, so we know who you are. Cool, cool. How you doing? Good that you got I'm a name. Good. So now we, now, we, now we can plug in. Cool, cool. How's it going? <laughs> it's going good. Listen, I started doing a whole lot of work on myself, and all kind of things start coming out. When when um people say that they're on this path, if they're not getting results, they're not on it. Because I I found out how fast it happens. It fa- it happens so fast that you have to hold on for it. 
And like the sister said earlier, it's not always good, but it's what you need to deal with to get to the next stage. And it's not scary. It's necessary. It's very necessary. Anyone who's not willing to do the work don't want to be on this path, and they don't want what comes with it. And this is not something you can jump in and out of. This is the real deal. It's, it's life, and it's the way of life. And I'm finding it out more and more, and I'm going deeper, and hopefully I can go as deep as possible. I want to go so deep in the dark that I get lost. And the only way I want to find my way out is through the light that comes from that dark. So it'll be the real me. But, I mean, it's really this such a good thing. I wish, before I told you that I wouldn't be willing to help anyone, I changed that. I changed my mind on that after going in the dark because I realized how much you guys doing what you do help people. Because it it touched me because I thought that I knew, but I have natural abilities, but it's all about developing it more. And the only way to develop it is to go in and and know yourself completely. So that's, that's correct. And without without um being able to go in um and continue to stay in that, it's hard to really get the growth. Many people will um stay on the sidelines. But from what it sounds like, you're you just took to it immediately, met your fears or, or worries about jumping in. You jumped in and you're starting to see drastic changes in the results immediately. That's yep. really what it's all about. And this is this is what we try to share with um, the listeners on the show that it's not about sitting on the sidelines. It's not about sitting and listening. It's about doing the work and getting the results. I remember there was a time, and Brother Benedict could probably attest this too, there was a time where we would take calls on the show and everybody would just say, I'm, I'm just listening. I'm just listening. Yeah, I used to hate that shit. Yeah, and now this is the first time in, what, over a year and a half that we've been doing the show that people are actually now starting to speak, speak their experiences, share what their growth has been and things like that. Now, it feels better because we see that the work is actually being done for themselves, by themselves, on themselves, and we're seeing their changes and growth. And just in the couple weeks that you've tuned in, we've already heard the changes that fast. So this is definitely, you're just testifying how fast this works. And people who claim to be on the path, but they get no results, they ain't really on shit because they ain't getting no results. They're just... Getting, they're on that path just to sound deep and heavy, get some knowledge or so, something to speak, but they ain't getting the results. They're really just sitting there doing nothing. You, on the other hand, are showing that it's, it's when you do the work, you get the results. Hey, you know what else was so true? Uh, as I was listening to the show, you were talking about the uh, feminine and masculine energy. People really need to understand that that has nothing to do with your appearance, nothing at all. It don't have anything to do with you being a female or male, because I am a female, and I have more masculine energy than feminine energy. And the reason why I'm invoking more of your uh, collie and your your Lilith now and your segment is because I'm lacking that. And that's the areas that I need to uh, fill in. And you automatically assume because you're a female that you have all this feminine energy, and that's just not true. 
is just not true. It's not true yeah. at all, man. If if anyone can grasp anything, grasp that feminine energy and masculine energy has nothing to do with your appearance. It has nothing to do with with anything on the outside. It's everything on the inside, and it and it must be balanced out too. And that's what this whole thing is about: is trying to balance balance that out within yourself. I went in myself and found where I was lacking because I asked the questions. The amazing thing is. When you ask questions, you're going to get answers. So be careful what you ask, man. You're going to get answers. And then not only will you get answers, I also get the information of what to do with it. That's the amazing part. When the when the, the other two ladies were talking about how amazing it is, the, you, you take the good and the bad because the good is all that knowledge that comes with it. That's It's just off the chain. The energy from the knowledge is what makes you go for more. It's, I mean, it's off the chain, but you have to be willing to be honest with yourself, and that's what it's all about. If you can't get honest with yourself, you don't even need to be on this path. You really need to go back to church mm. and start all <laughs> over if you can't be honest with yourself. I mean, because you're not going to be indeed. no good to yourself or anyone else. So, True. I mean, True indeed. I just wanted to say that because I thought I knew, <laughs> but I know now. But I'm not through, you know. I know I got a long way to go. It's 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 not too far off, but it's just a step by step thing. And me, mm. I like to do stuff fast, and I realize you can't take all this in fast. It's a slower process. No. But it the right. results are fast, okay? Now results mm. you see those very fast, but the process it must be slow because you don't want to miss nothing. Because if you do, you're mm. gonna end up having to go back and do it all over again. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Excellent point. I definitely appreciate you sharing with that. And like you said, you know, again, it doesn't matter. Uh, Just like you say from the last week's show and hearing you say this week, you know, with the the helping people thing, you change your mind on that because obviously you tapped into some realization about yourself. And that's the key. And and you do got to take your time and just you learn something every day. And, you know, you know what I'm saying? You don't, we all don't know everything. And that's the beauty of this path. There's something new every day. There's challenges every day. And more more importantly, there's growth and results every day. You just hit it on the head. So, you know, most definitely appreciate you sharing that with us now that we got your name, Nichelle. Did I say it right? You said it right. All right. Got you, Nichelle. Uh, so definitely tune in. Or definitely would you and the other sisters when we do that show on Sex Magic, uh, definitely if you're, if, you're, if you're able to tune in, we'd definitely like to get your feedback on that, your thoughts on it, whether you've done it or not. But some of the concepts um, – like me and Brother Ravonna and we're talking about. We, we've done some shows in the past on that. We did a whole series on it. But this time, we don't want the dudes to do it, you know, because we hear that shit all the time. So hopefully you can participate in that um, and get your thoughts, opinions, or whatever whatever you can add to the bill. We definitely appreciate it. Hopefully you're waiting until I experience it. Hey, you got to okay. experience everything all right. you want. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Sounds like a plan. Cool. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Peace. Thank you. All right. All right. So let's see if we can. I got a good question from online. Let me shoot to online first. Uh, Black Star One types in a very good question. Um, when we're talking about um, jumping in head first, diving in, his uh, question is very good about Black Star. So, how do you jump in head first? All right. So, what we mean when we say jump in head first, well, we, the, when we did the show last week about, you know, being your own worst enemy and, and how you can block yourself from, from really growing and ex- or experiencing the benefits of this path. 
sometimes you jump in by not trying to overthink. Now, I'm going to be clear when I say that. I'm not saying do things uh, with not being informed or careless. That's not what I'm saying. Um, but sometimes one can just try to be too particular. And I'm not saying that this is what Black Star One is doing, but to give you an idea to answer to that question, sometimes people try to overanalyze and try to figure everything out before they do it. And what tends to happen is that actually destroys the very experience itself. So what we mean by, by jumping in head first, try not to overthink. You know, you've got to be aggressive. You've got to be willing to want to experience. Um, so, you know, educate yourself to just what you need to educate yourself. And then you're going to be able to just dive head in. Um, but don't overthink it. What I mean by overthink it, well, what if I do this? Well, what if I don't do that? What if this happens or that don't happen? What if this, this goes wrong? Well, I'm not sure about this. Sometimes the only way you're going to get the full understanding of what you're doing is by experiencing it for yourself. So everything sometimes cannot be figured out. So what we mean by jumping in, more so when we talk about working the rituals, the results will confirm that what you did is right. And like you said, you're hearing people talk about tonight, uh, and like Brother Ravana Noon said over the last several weeks now, as we've been on the air now for a little bit over a year and some change. And now actually we bypassed 100 episodes, by the way. This is like 10-something. I forgot to mention that a few weeks ago. Um, the results are immediate. Uh, you, you, the, the awareness level changes, I mean, right on the spot, literally after you're done. It just it raises step one, uh, a, a, a full awareness level in you, uh, taking it to do new heights. You heard the last three calls, the last couple of sisters, the brother talking earlier. Um, that, I mean, that's, that, that confirms what you're doing. So sometimes you just got to jump in and don't try to overthink it. Because we've, we've been programmed with a lot of, that's another system that we got to change about ourselves because a lot of us have been, you know, programmed, uh, you know, with that way of thinking. Um, really what it is is self-doubt. Uh, we might not say it's doubt because you'll hear some people say, well, no, it's not that I'm afraid or, or I don't want to do it. I just need to know more about it. Well, let me translate that. That's basically saying, yeah, you're a little bit scared. You may not be saying that on the surface, but subconsciously you're scared. Uh, so it's, it's the same way like we, when we mentioned the Cali energy diving right in. Uh, we use, I use the analogy all the time. How I define the Cali energy is a swimming analogy. If, if you were to ask Cali to teach you how to swim, she's not going to guide you in the pool, right? swing your left hand, your right. No, Cali's just going to throw you into the deep part of the pool and say swim. You understand? That's the type of energy it is. So when you, when you can you know, get yourself in the mindset like, look, I'm just going to go ahead and dive in and experience it, and my experience will determine if this was right for me or not. So, I mean, educate yourself to what you just need to know. Don't, don't, don't try to get to the point where you're trying to figure everything out because you can't, and that's what kind of blocks people from experiencing the beauty and the benefits of this uh, particular path. I don't know if you want to add something to that, Brother Ravonne, or maybe yeah, sure. what would you um, suggest to somebody? Just, just think about this. When you want uh, to try a new restaurant you don't hesitate to do that do you you're just ready to go try mm. it it's the That's same kind of concept it's something that you know that you should do or want to do then you should just let yourself go what's stopping you is the fear of the unknown you don't know what's going to happen next but that's the beauty of it you don't know what's going to happen next you should embrace that in its totality to see what does happen next but sitting on the sidelines saying well what's going to happen next is always going to keep you on the sidelines. You're going to be a bench warmer the rest of your life unless you get in the game. 
once you get in the game and you get on the court for the first time to take that first jump shot, then you'll see the results. You'll say, oh, wow, this is what I've been holding myself back. How do you know that you're not a Michael Jordan in, in, in the hiding, but you're still on the sidelines, never jumping in the game? Then you get in the game and you find out you have super talent for this, super skills, super growth, super something. You can't um, allow yourself to just sit on the sidelines anymore. It's just the fact of getting in the game and and rolling with what happens next. Whatever comes next, that's what comes next. Mm. And and it's not about trying to stop what comes next, not trying to control what comes next. It's about it's about I'm gonna say it in analogy, hopefully you understand it. It's about losing control to gain control. The problem mm. with most people are we don't jump in, it's because we're afraid to lose control of ourselves. But mm. In the process of losing control of yourself, you gain new control over yourself because you learn new things about yourself that you never knew existed that gives you more control over yourself. Mm. Excellent point, man. Lose yourself to gain yourself. That's that's a really good that's a really good point. Um, so uh, Black Star One, ho- hopefully that gives you uh, you know some 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 guidance in that direction. Um, because um, the best way we can explain it is. Is through our experiences. Uh, yeah, let me get my man on the phone right here, uh, brother Jack Charles J. Jizzle. What up, Jack? You there, brother? Jack choking brother. on a steak and shake. Jack, shake. that's what he's choking. Yeah, <laughs> brother Jack, you eating a steak and shake, brother? Yeah, he must be getting some work in. I think he's getting. I think he's getting. I think he's putting in that work right now. Putting in that work. Right, I don't know what's going on. Maybe his phone fucked up. Jack, can you hear me? Going once, going twice. So Jack, I got, I got, I got a, I got a, uh, a fudge, fudge, fudge brownie shake from Steak and Shake, brother. <laughs> Hello. Oh yeah. shit! Let me stop. Yeah, you Jack, you there, brother? I'm right here. Damn, bro, what you what was you doing, man? What the fuck? What the fuck's what's, what's going on over there, brother? What's going on over that, there, huh? That, that's that uh, that steak and shake, man. <laughs> yeah, you putting in that work? You putting in that work, son? You putting in that work on the side? When I working, kid. <laughs> yeah, uh huh, uh huh. I know what you was doing. Nah, what's going on, bro? Just plug you in. <laughs> Just nah, plug you in. Uh, well, so you know, talk. What you got? What you got? Talk to us. Ah, uh, man, yo, uh, like it's funny y'all said that. That anyway, like. You gotta lose control. You gotta give up control to gain control. Yep. I thought oh, yeah. that was fuck. That I was deep as fuck, so that was good. But kind of like I think, you know, you know, we discussed, man. Like I had, my main thing issue was I didn't even know that. Like I had a lot of bitterness and angerness inside myself that I didn't realize I had. You know, hmm. and I think that had a tie into what that kind of like got my answer for that from what Robert Nuda said because like it's really true. Like sometimes when you try to people try to control their lives the strings of their life and it's like you know shit's not working out whatever and you realize okay right. you know you you give up control you know things are gonna flow but you feel like no i got this i got this you know what i'm saying but mm-hmm. i think too man like you have to really just go with the flow man like and just come into your own and just like truly being a leader like when you're a leader it's like nobody tells you how to lead you just lead you know what i mean so um, so it's it's powerful. And another thing too, all the sisters on this on this radio show, man, I, I like the I like the perspectives that they're they're putting out. Like I feel like for some reason I'm noticing now, like, I feel like 
the 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 women, you know, once they get into it, like it, their growth is like rapid. I know it's rapid for me too, but like for them, it's like fast, man. I didn't get fast results, and I'm noticing that. And I feel mm-hmm. like this is really more connected to them it's than more serious than men. That's why. No, no, it's true. You, it, it's true. You hit it on the head. What Ravana Noon just said, and what you just said is 100 percent true. And I can attest to this experience and, and most of the people that I deal with like consultation wise or working with um majority of it is females and, and, and the bottom line is that's that's not a coincidence. And it ain't got nothing to do with male female. It's just basically on that principle of being able to tap in. It just seems like there's a there's a, a quicker connection because of what Ravana Newt said. One, they're more serious, uh more determined. And I'm not saying like I did one with a brother today out in California, and uh, you know I've been dealing with him for a few months, and he's he's serious, and and he's real serious to the point where he's not afraid, and he literally dives in and and just tries all types of shit. I mean, I mean I'm not saying everybody's going to be like that, because you do have to have to have a certain personality, um, but he's he's along those lines, and and I could definitely attest from 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 building with him today, uh, you know, the tremendous growth level. But what you just said is 100% correct. Uh, I, I, this is just from my experiences. I, I, I'm a firm. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, stand on the principle of what Ravana Noon said about being more serious. But I also, when I look at it from a spiritual perspective, and I don't want to sound fucking spooky or guruish, but <laughs> it just seems, you know, it just seems like they tap in more to that feminine, aggressive aspect of this path. And that's my firm principle belief of why they get results faster, because I, I witness it. So you're 100 percent correct, no doubt. And, and you know another thing too, man, is like, uh, as I've been working this path and like kind of like going 100 percent into it, it's weird. Like in my reality, I'm noticing like like more. Di- I'm like no, like I'm like like for example the other day, like I might notice a certain color like tied into a certain chakra. And like, I'm noticing that more and more and more. I'm, like, I'm noticing more certain things. I'm watching shows. I'm noticing certain things, more symbols, more signs that I really noticed. Mm-hmm. It was there, but now I'm like getting the meaning of it. Like, okay, I understand what they're talking about now. And uh, right now, like what's in my head right now is like the, I uh, say the fifth thing, like that. Mm-hmm. That right there is hot. Like truly, man. Like I'm, a, I'm a someone's trying to like pull me to start working with that more. And that's what kind of like I feel like I'm more connected to. But like, right. it's a thing. It's kind of crazy, man, because you know my background. Like I'm like a super Christian family. My family is like super, like a line of pastors, Haitian pastors at that. So we go to church for like five hours, like it's a part-time job or whatever. But uh, it's like, this is totally backwards to what, you know, I grew up from, you know what I mean? And to, you know, what I think is, well, not what I think, but what other people might think is normal or whatever. But the thing is, like, right. I feel like that's time I've been working this path, you know, I got a lot of answers and a lot of, I got more growth in the past time I started doing it than I did it for it. The past years, and that's that that blows right. my mind, you know. So let me say, let me say this, and that that right there is probably the most important thing out of anything. And I and again, I had this discussion today with that same brother out in California. Here's the most important thing: outside of the physical things, getting the results, whether it's financially, whatever, sexually, whatever, whatever it is, that's great. Don't get me wrong; much needed. But the most important thing is what you just said out of every aspect of it, the awareness level. And I keep stressing that to people. When the awareness level increases within you mentally, like you say, you perceive things 
crystal clear. Your intellectual capacity is off the chain. You start, you know, being able to figure things out and get answers to things you may not really be fully educated on. You understand? Because what you're basically doing is that, that personal transformation through your study, through your rituals, through your meditations, etc., and really studying and mastering this path, that's the most beautiful thing of it. Your, your awareness level is off the chain. And I can't even put it into words. And we, we, we can't lose sight. That's the most important aspect of this path. Because when you have that, the physical things are just going to come. You understand? They, they, they don't necessarily become priority anymore because they fall in line. Because once you get the awareness where it needs to be, everything else you're going to find is going to line up. Not in a spooky way. I'm not saying you, you ain't got to go do work and make things happen. So I want to be crystal clear on that. So don't think, you know, I just got to do my awareness and, you know, and all my bills are going to be paid. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm, I'm saying things tend to line up in accordance and things tend to happen the way they're supposed to happen when the awareness and the perception level is crystal clear. And I'm glad that you just said that because that was probably the most important thing that's been set up until this point this evening, and I can't stress that enough. And it's not a coincidence you said it, and this is something that I was dealing with earlier today. Um, I was having this conversation with even Ravana Noon. We were talking about something similar um, today, and, and it's great to hear you say that because that we can't lose sight of it. That should be one of the main reasons why you work this path. If you really, if somebody were to ask me in a nutshell, you, you know what I mean? Why would you work this path if I had to keep it brief? That's what I would say because I know everything after that is going to line up in accordance of where it needs to be and where I need to be. So, yeah, most deaf. I definitely definitely can relate to what you just said. Uh, Ron, I don't know if you want to add something to that, brother. Brother Jizzle, if you want to, if you want to chime in on, on, on Jay Jizzle over here. Nah, just keep eating them steak and shakes, brother. You're doing the work, brother. Just eat that steak and shake. Just, 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 just so the listeners know, just so the listeners know uh, why, why we say the steak and shake. When we do the classes and shit, uh, that's the spot we hit after the classes. So Jack Jack put us on, and, you know, it's where we go hang out for a little bit after we do the classes and shit. So that's why we call it Jack Steak and Shake. So uh, so, just so the people know, hey, this shit is off the chain. Huh? I've never been until you started to put me on to that shit. Couple years back, uh, but anyway, anything else you want to add, brother Jizzle? Oh uh, nah, man. Just uh, just, I guess everybody just keep doing your thing, man. Keep just trust yourself and keep doing your thing, and it's gonna work out. That's it. That's right, brother. Trust yourself and come visit Orlando, Jack. Come, come visit. You no, know, it's funny, man. Like, don't keep telling me, dog, to come up there, man. I, I already know. I already know what's gonna happen. Yo, yo, matter of fact, me and Jack talked about that uh, when he was up here last week. Uh, uh, Vic, we talked about that, um, planning, come, coming up there to do some work. Um, so, yeah, we're going to shoot up there in a week. And, uh, we, 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 I forgot, what, what did we talk about, the end of this month or the beginning of the next month? Good. We, had, we had talked about that. Yeah, we, de- we definitely headed up that way, man. For sure, um, whatever. Yeah, we're going to hit every stick and shake from, from, uh, go, from where I'm at up to you. So probably going to take us a little while to get there. Yeah. For <laughs> sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah, but anyway, I uh, appreciate it, Brother Jack. And just so you all know, Brother Jack is one of the drummers that – and Brother Seth Appner, who was on earlier, he's he, the two brothers you always see drumming with me in the videos, um, good brothers. Um, I actually go back with them for a few years, um, and I could attest to watching these brothers grow and seeing what the fuck they've been through. 
uh, probably, uh, I know Brother Jack, probably now 2006. So it's been 11 years. Don't even feel like it, brother. I feel like a couple years. Uh, same thing with Brother Seth App. No, we, we go back about 11, 12 years. Um, but if, if you see the YouTube videos and the drumming, those are, those are the two brothers you always see drumming with me um, in the videos. And they're good brothers, man. You know what I mean? They're always, always out there doing the work. I can test to them, man. We've been through some shit together, and we could be here all night talking about that shit, but that's a whole other story. Um, good brothers, but appreciate you, Brother Jack. Uh, shout out. I'm, you know, I'm going to get you a gift card to Steak and Shake for your birthday. You know what I'm saying? I have a safe. All right, brother. Appreciate it. We'll talk. Peace. Yeah, man. I just give a shout-out to those brothers. Another brother that was on earlier again, brother Seth Apner. Um, good brothers, man. Uh, you, know, they're, 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 you know, they're there all the time when we're doing stuff. They're always helping out at the rituals, setting up. You know, we ride together. You know, uh, they're always uh, down by me, you know, over here at the house and shit. And, you know, we're always building and doing doing work here, you know, putting in some work here at the, at the, at the office here at the house. Uh, we were down, they were down here last week. Um, so these, these brothers are serious. I know we're talking about, you know, the sisters are serious, but I can attest to these two brothers personally. Uh, because I know them and I've done dealt with them for so many years now, um, so they they serious. So I don't want to just make it look like there's no dudes out there doing work, you know. So that's not that's not the case. These brothers are putting in work, and uh, so I just wanted to commend them for that. And I appreciate all the help that and the things that they've uh, assisted me with over the years. And, and brother Vonnegut, because uh, you know he was part of some of the stuff we did years back. That's a whole nother story. Um, but anyway. Let's see if we can bring in uh, real quick. We got to We're gonna bring in here. He is, brother Phil. What's going on, brother Phil? Brother Phil, can you hear me? Hello, brother Phil. Can you hear me? Sound like it's Something wrong with it. Yeah, it's just phone going in and out. It's it's out crazy. I don't know if it's he's on a cell. Uh, we'll try to come back. Let's try to bring Brother Phil in. We can't. Yeah, something wrong with his phone. All right, we'll try to. We'll, we'll try to get back to him. Yeah, this sounds like some. St- oh, I hear static. Um, all right, let's. let's we'll, we'll take a shot. A couple more calls. We'll wrap it up. About that time, almost. I didn't realize it was this late. Uh, a couple more calls, and we're gonna go ahead and wrap this thing up. Uh, let me bring in real quick. We'll bring in uh, Lady Mystic. How you doing, Lady Mystic? You there? Hey, how you doing? I am doing good. How are you? I am wonderful. I'm very, very good. I'm just really excited because I understand exactly where you're coming from. I didn't get a chance to hear a lot of the show. I had to go into work on an emergency, but got it situated okay. and I'm home now. But um, I, it, it's unbelievable how much uh, insight and information that I am, um, I have now, and it it, it 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 it's it's so strong that it's hard to understand. It's hard to explain because it's like my mm-hmm. head. It's just like so much information just coming, and. It's guidance, information, answers to questions, and it's just—it's phenomenal. I'm really enjoying the work. I'm really enjoying the path, and mm-hmm. 
I'm looking forward to things to come, and cool. it's just so nice not looking for something outside of me and waiting, but I'm making mm. it happen. I love it. Mm. Mm. That's a powerful statement. Not waiting for something outside of yourself to make it happen. You're making it happen. That's that's yeah. Couldn't couldn't have said that one better. Uh, but yeah, most definitely appreciate you. Just want to have you chime in real quick before we wrap this up. And um, uh, I guess I guess I'll text you tomorrow to see if we still gonna do what we do. Um, you just let me know, or if we whatever whatever. You just uh, keep me posted on that. But I'll, I'll send you a text tomorrow. Um, but, but most most definitely appreciate you uh, sharing sharing your experience. Um, yeah, it's just good to hear. It. Appreciate it, and we'll talk soon. Sounds good. All right. Thank Pete. you. Yep. All right. Let's go to. We're gonna take two more. Uh, Texas tree hugger. I got you last. I, mean, I see you. You're at the bottom here, but I got you. We're gonna we're gonna end it with you in a minute. All right, let's see if we could plug one more before that, and we'll wrap this up. Uh, North Georgia, you're on the call. Anybody there from North Georgia? Hello. Yes, Hello? we got you. You're on the. Yes, we got you. You're on the call. You have a question or anything you want to say? You got the floor. Um, I want to say first of all, thank you for everything that you guys do. I've been watching you on YouTube for the last couple of weeks, and it's like okay, I can watch the same thing over and over again, and get something different out nice. of it. Um, nice. Tonight when you're talking about the male and female energy and how it's not about gender, that was like mm-hmm. mind-blowing. I mean, I work in law enforcement, and I think that the misconception is that women in law enforcement are masculine or trying to be masculine. Right. I never saw myself like that if you had to ask right. me to describe sure. myself, I probably would say I was more of a protector. But when you mm. said tonight that that feminine energy is kind of like um, <clears throat> a warrior, I would have never mm. thought of that. So that really just mm. set me free, like, altogether. So nice. thank you for that. It's really life-changing. I would have never associated the two because I think when people think of feminine, period, they think of maybe soft or, like, motherly or you know, just the weaker sex thinking of the gender Most role. Definitely. So Most definitely. that was definitely like exactly um like what I needed to hear, almost like somebody pulling the cover off of you like <laughs> just seeing that it's so different. Cool. So cool. I'm like well, if you. I was in church I would be like jogging for Jesus right now because that was really life changing. <laughs> <laughs> so let me let me ask you a question. What's your role in law enforcement? Are you an officer? Are you work in corrections? What is it exactly you do? Well, I used to work in corrections. Right now, I am watching the watcher. I deal with high-tech surveillance. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Okay, so you, you, got, mm. you, got, you got that sensitive job. Well, hey, somebody, yeah. some, <laughs> so, some, somebody's got to do it. Um, now, we're cool. We definitely appreciate you listening and supporting. Um, we definitely appreciate your comments and feedback, most definitely. So, you know, just keep tuning in and... Uh, Hopefully, as we have these discussions, I know you're a newer listener. We're trying to get a lot of more female feedback on a lot of these topics instead of just listening to dudes talk all the time. So mm-hmm. uh, we definitely we definitely appreciate you. So keep tuning in, and you know we'll plug in most definitely. Thank you. Got it. Have a good night, peace. All right. 
Okay, last one. I know, I know you waited. I know it wasn't intentional. We're gonna bring the we're gonna bring the tree hugger in for the last call of the evening and wrap it up. Tree hugger, what's going on? We got. I know we've been, we've been fucking with you all night. We, we we had that little fun with you real quick. We had to fuck with you all night. Uh, you the last. You got the last say. We're gonna wrap it up. What you got? What you got? Talk to us. Greetings, greetings. Uh, greetings. I wanna, first, I want to say I am so thankful to myself that I'm there here. There you go. That's what I want to hear. There you go. There you go. <laughs> that I that I that I position myself to be here at this very moment um, in time uh, to be here with everybody and and to nice. to hear all of everything that everyone had to share and then also to contribute. Mm. I just want to say that, I I just have to say this. When I was a little girl, I said I wanted to be a Tibetan monk. And and so when you put this this out about the Magi, I I just, I love it. And and what it is that I'm doing now, I'm like a little assassin. I've been told that I'm like a little ninja. Uh, and I, I really feel I wanted to um, take martial arts. I've not taken martial arts, although I put my children in martial arts. Um, that's something that I said that I'm going to take Tai Chi so that I can, you know, do some extra things. But mm-hmm. with my, with our mind, we can do anything. That space between the tick and top, it actually is real when you can get in right. between that crack and make things right. happen. I've had such magnanimous things happen in my, my world. Cool. And um, I know that everybody else can as well. So I just Definitely. wanted to throw that in there. Just keep learning and growing and applying your, your yourself and don't worry about what other people think. There you go. Uh, because, it's, you know, we are only to handle our own affairs. Mind our own business is what I say. Mind our That's own it. business. Step into the darkness so we can come out into the light. Nice, nice. Well, I think that's a that's that's a good note to end it on. Now, I did get your email. I responded. I don't know if you saw it, but I did get your yes, email. Yes, I did. Uh, Thank you. Uh, I did read right, cool. that, and that's why I responded the way I did on air. All right, <laughs> all right, cool, cool. All right, well, we appreciate you throwing that feedback in there. We're gonna end it on that note. Thanks for calling, and we'll definitely get you in on that panel. So hopefully, you can contribute to that panel we were talking about earlier. Most definitely. Oh yeah, I'll be happy to. Thank you. All right, cool, cool, cool. Peace and blessings. All right. Peace and blessings. All right, brother. I think that's it, man. I'm done with this shit for the evening, man. I'm tired. I got shit to do. Places to go, people to see, red velvet cake to eat, all that good shit. There you go, brother. Uh, anyway, uh, real quick, uh, while well, we still got most of the listeners here, again, uh, should be January 22nd. Uh, we're going to do a two rituals, mantra ritual, uh, activating the dark energy of the goddess Cali. Uh after that, we will have a drumming uh, ceremony that's going to be on Friday, January 22nd. Uh, dates are pretty much confirmed. Uh, I'm, I'm still waiting to get the 100% approval, uh, mo- most definitely that week, and if not, the following week. But I've got confirmation from, from the brother's wife today. Uh, just waiting to get officially from him. But January 22nd, which is Friday night, that'll be that, the two rituals. And then uh, the following day on Saturday, the 23rd, 7.30 p.m. at Sophia's Garden of Ma'at, uh, we'll be doing a class on the left-hand path and a lot of information we've been talking about uh, tonight. Uh, it's a good possibility Brother Rabana Noon will be down for that event. Looks like most likely he will be, depending yep. on his schedule. Uh, but pretty much 99.9% he should be back for that event. So you can come out and see him. It's free, no charge. We don't charge for any of the classes and the events that we do. We just actually show up, support, um, 
and just come out and, you know, and, and participate in the event. The rituals, just want to be crystal clear. The rituals is not a spectator event. I'm going to make that shit crystal clear. It's not an event. I'm going to, <laughs> I just want to kind of see what you guys are doing. No, nah, no, nah, we, we don't operate like that. You either participate or don't fucking come. I'm just going to put it as blunt as I can. Um, if you want to know a little more about what the ritual is, what it's about, that's why I'm going to give you an email address, um, and we'll explain to you exactly what takes place, and then you decide if it's for you. It's not for everybody. I'm just going to let you all know that right now, um, and we'll determine that in, in, in our dialogue. Um, so any of those events, you can contact me here at the email address, khnum19 at gmail.com. Again, that's khnum19 at gmail.com, canum19 at gmail.com. Uh, if you want any information on the events, the classes, um, again, you can go to uh, the, my YouTube channel, Mother Nubia Inc. You'll see a bunch of classes up there on the Mother Nubia Inc. YouTube channel, you can go to the Mother Nubia and Google Plus, all the radio shows, the archive of Awakening Universal Minds on that page, uh, and it will also link you to the page right here at TalkShoe.com. You can also go onto our Facebook page, Awakening Universal Minds, leave questions, comments, concerns, uh, and that's the way you can get in contact with the show. Myself and Brother Bavana Noon, if you want to go ahead and give your contact information. Sure. Um, <clears throat> real quick, though, uh, for the Kali Mantras, um, mm-hmm. For some of y'all, if you have trouble focusing, you might want to get some mala beads. Uh, you can get them anywhere, really. Um, but yeah. there's 108 beads that helps you focus while you're doing Correct. a mantra. Uh, if you have trouble focusing, that'll help you. So try to get right. one. Kali has her own, which has skulls on it. It's usually white and red. It's white skulls with a red uh, tassel at the end. That's right. Um, if That's you right. really want to get dark, get the ones with the skulls. That'll help you feel powerful. But do that. But uh, if you want to get in touch with myself, go um, to Ravana, R-A-V-A-N-A-N-U-N, at Outlook.com. Once again, that's Ravana Noon at Outlook.com. Or you can reach me on my Google Plus page under Dark Occultist 99 or my YouTube page under Dark Occultist 99. Uh, that's our contact information or um, Awakening Universal Minds Facebook page. Peace. Yeah. All right. Well, we appreciate that. Uh, again, we appreciate everybody tuning in. Um, I have absolutely no idea what next week's show will be about. We'll figure that out uh, as, as we go on. But, again, if you want to leave comments and suggestions at the Awakening Universal Barnes, uh Facebook page, uh, by all means, go ahead and drop us a line there. We're always open to suggestions to do shows. If there's a topic that we maybe haven't, you know, we haven't covered, I mean, we've covered a lot of shit if you go in the archives. Uh, we might have covered it already. Um, we revisit topics from time to time because, there's always stuff to add, and I'm sure we'll revisit this topic uh, down the line dealing with the Order of the Assassins because it opens the doors to other topics. Um, but if you got any ideas, we're open to it. Shoot us, uh, and we'll definitely take a look at it. And, and again, if you're interested in coming and participating in any of those events, again, khnum19 at gmail.com, canum19 at gmail.com, and we'll send you the information, flyer, location, things of that nature. 
Um, that's it. That's what we got for you this week. Appreciate everybody tuning in. Shout out to all again, all the international listeners, uh, everybody across the United States that was on this call tonight, California, Georgia, Texas. Uh, we had some people on here from New York, uh, Philly, D.C., Connecticut. Um, if I missed you, it wasn't intentional. Oh, Detroit. I believe the Sister Alchemist is from Detroit that was on earlier. Uh, so we appreciate everybody tuning in from wherever you was tuning in from. Appreciate the support. And we look forward to seeing everybody next week. Peace. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.